0: back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Anthrax, Jay. Join you know, as always my co-host, a Christmas gift from a loved one, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm
1: doing just fine.
0: That's good. Jack, I, I would argue those two things shouldn't go together. Well, it's it's the great gamble you get every time I open gifts on Christmas. Is it? I play the great... Is it? Did my relative send me something nice? Or did they just send me a bunch of Anthrax? You, you gotta do that often, do you? Hey, never can be too careful. Hmm. Well... Everyone's after my great vast wealth. No, oh, is that it? Mm-hmm. Or they want to be nice and send me Christmas gifts. It's People real hard. No, huh? It's almost impossible. I understand. Yeah. And also, I have a bunch of anthrax. I'm just trying to give it away. Just. <laughs> so, I'm just chock full of anthrax. Don't
1: say that. Why would you say that? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. <laughs> I, it's the next level.
1: I didn't think I'd get that much pushback. No, but just on the podcast, you just say, in so many words, I have a lot of anthrax. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy. I didn't mean
0: it. Oh, goodness. What a great start. All right. <clears throat> I do not have any anthrax.
1: Yeah, me neither. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I do not think we had to specify but
0: Just making sure any of agents listening, or CIA. All right, Jack. Thanks for being fans. Anyway, speaking of uh, agencies that kill a lot of people. Sure. John McFour. That's right. John Forkman this week, our second last movie of movie March. Is that a fact? Well, the movie came out in March. That's true.
1: That's I mean, that's certainly true. That's certainly true.
0: Um, I want... Now, can yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, we'll do this because we see everything. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't... I, never, I hadn't watched the thing when it actually came out, the other three John Wick movies until... Well, this time I didn't watch them like literally a week, the week of. I watched it in January. So, you know, I'm doing better. Uh, this trend won't that trend won't continue, but you know, happened one time. Uh, Zach's always when they all came out because he sees movies like some kind of fucking jabroni or something. Some guy who likes movies or whatever.
1: Well, to be completely honest, I didn't see the first one it came out. That's fair. Partially because uh, I just didn't. Who Was that like twenty
0: fourteen? Fourteen? Yeah. Mostly because I was a child. Yeah, you're you're too young to see an R-rated movie
1: on my own. That is. Yeah, we talked about this before. This there's like a weird era where you can't take yourself to see movies, but no one really wants to take you to see movies because you're an yeah. annoying teenager. So well, it's listen, all right in there. That's right. I saw it on streaming or something on demand, I think, on our cable. And then I think actually the second one I don't think I saw in theaters either. To be honest with you,
2: hmm.
1: it wasn't until for whatever reason I just I'd seen the first one. I liked it, and I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't know why. What possessed me to not want to see the second one? But I didn't.
0: It's a very me thing to do. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very, that's a very thing, on brand yeah. for me.
1: But the third one I saw in theaters, and this one I did. But so, so what did you think, Jack, of, of the John Wick movies? I thought
0: they were very. We're good. Talk about it for for a bit. I enjoyed them very much. I knew they were good, and I was like, I can't wait to just watch a guy kill somebody, kill hundreds of people for hours. It turns out, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, there's not disappoint. It's it doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not. It's exactly what it is, and it doesn't try to be anything else. And it's like. It's kind of if you expect anything else, that's kind of on you.
1: And I, I appreciate that about it.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we got like, yeah, you like the. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> like probably. any specifics here?
0: Uh, yeah, I liked. Um, I like to they like, keep getting longer. Sure, like, that's sure. good. I like there's more to it. I obviously, I think they get like quality wise, they get better every movie. The first movie, I think so. really, in terms of like the cameras they're using oh, I, I and can the see sets that, yeah, they're yeah. making, because the first production one, like wise, yeah. the production of the first one. I mean I don't know a lot about production, but it's not very good. No, like, I it, don't I don't think it is. Yeah. Um but like yeah, and I think they at least attempt to make like things unique every movie. Like they try to do different kind of fight scenes in different locations and different vehicles or combinations of vehicles and weapons. But obviously by like this fourth one, they kinda become similar to three, but even then they still find ways to like use different weapons, like I said. Um so I appreciate that about them. Um, I like that each movie is erased to see how the least amount of lines you kind of Reeves can say (laughs) to still be a character. That's good. Um, I like all the other, like, kind of actors they bring in to be like, and this guy's part of the world. I think that's fun. Like, um, no, I totally agree with all that. What the fuck's his name from Westworld? I couldn't remember seeing the whole time I was watching the movie. In the new one? The new one. Oh, yeah, I always
1: forget. I'll bring it up. Perfect.
0: But yeah, I like them all. Um, Halle Berry, I like. She's in the yeah, he's really good in that one. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, he's not really a cameo. Lawrence Fishburne's in three and four. He's good. Two. Well, he at least starts in two, right? Mm-hmm. Right into uh, the world's cool. Like the hotel, like all the assassins. Sometimes it kind of falls apart a little bit. Gets a little yeah, too much. That's that's kind of the one thing I would say about the these movies
1: is that the the whole w- world of the assassin stuff gets increasingly convoluted to a point where it's kind of tripping over itself at times, and I think maybe like kind of crisscrosses and but just it contradicts itself at, at points where you're just like what but what does any of this really mean like how does how does this actually work um but yeah overall I think it does fine yeah I you
0: just kind of not think about it too much
1: yeah that's that's really what it
0: comes down to which is never never like a stellar thing to hear I suppose yeah but that's how it is with like secret societies like this where like there's society and there's like but there's another one underneath it all that runs perfectly and nobody knows unless you're in the know.
1: Right. Well, I guess the the fundamental difference is that because they have such an established thing here with with this criminal underworld that has all these rules and these these set sort of things, that basically just everything does actually go smoother, right? I think Mm -hmm. is the idea, is that because all the criminals kind of handle themselves, they actually are just kind of separate away from the rest of the world. And so as we see throughout these movies... They don't get intervention, seemingly, from, like, the authorities and stuff, fr- from normal law enforcement. Um, and I guess the trade-off with that is that they probably largely try to keep, you know, average people out of their business whenever they can, too. Yeah. So it's kind of a...
0: They don't bring anybody in. Yeah, trade-off there. Um,
1: but, yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Like, I remember at the end of the second one in particular, I felt like it jumped the shark a little bit when he's excommunicado and he's in a they're just in, like, a public park in New York. And suddenly, everyone's phone is going off with the text. And I'm like, how many people are involved with this? And in the beginning of the third one, he gets into a cab. Seemingly just hails a cab, as you would any. And he gets in, and then he just hands the guy a coin. And the guy's like, yeah, I got you. So I'm just like, is every cabbie in New York in on it? Like, what the fuck? I mean, is it, you know, are people in on it to, to greater or lesser degrees? Where it's just like, maybe they don't know the full extent of everything. But what? Does every cabbie in New York know that, like... You get, you, get a coin. you one of those coins, you know what you're supposed to do kind of thing, or what? Like, yeah. how does it all... Shake out. There's, that, there's I, that doctor. Yeah, at a certain point, it becomes like, how secret is this, right? Mm. If, like, half the world is in on this, is it really even a secret thing, or is it just kind of an open thing? Or is
0: everyone just kind of, everyone else kind of just stupid? So, yeah, it really kind of blows out after a certain point. I think... Where they get all this money from if everybody's doing it.
1: But also, I thought, we'll we'll get to this with the fourth one in particular, but it almost feels like sometimes there's not enough money going on throughout the first, well, really all of them, when we're talking about this bounty that's on him, I feel like it's not enough money, really, realistically, for what's going on here. For 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 the stakes. um, The unkillable god that he is. But yeah, it definitely, it kind of blows out of, like, for the first one, because, so I watched him again as well. Um, mm. Lead up to this because mm. it it I mean, it's been a while as well, right? Um, yeah. Even though I saw the last one in theaters, it's been like five years now. So or four years, whatever. Four years. Um, and yeah, the first one I was I was kind of struck. By, I was like, oh, it really is kind of focused in that when you watch the first movie, you don't necessarily get the sense that any of this goes any larger than New York City than yeah, the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. That that hotel is its yeah. It's just its own thing in New York. There, right. You wouldn't necessarily guess at all that like, yeah, there's multiple hotels across the world and there's all this and that and there's the high table and shit. You don't get any of that. It's just mm. like, yeah, there is this seedy criminal underworld, but you could just as easily buy in that this is a criminal underworld that operates in New York City that New York City criminals all buy into. Mm. So I, I think that's all kind of interesting. And and again, I, I think across these movies, it's like it's done to, you know, greater or, or you know, better or worse effect, I guess how how much they're able to expand on that while keeping it, you know, feeling correct. Because at some point, John Wick becomes this, like, he becomes, like, su- this pseudo-mythical kind of character, even within the universe of, like, if everyone knows who he is, it starts to not make as much sense why he was seemingly spending all his time working as just, like, a hitman for this, like, sort of, like, middling mob mobster-type character. Right? yeah Once we get to the full scope of everything going on in these later movies, it's like, wait, so why was that his job, right? If everyone in the world knew he was, like, the best assassin alive, why did he just work for this one guy in New York City who was, like, you know, pretty good?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, nothing
1: spectacular, just kind of all right. Again, within the first movie, it makes sense because you're like... just one movie. It's just one movie. It's just, we get the sense, like, oh, yeah, this guy was, like, the best assassin in New York. All the assassins in New York know him. He was a real badass. The mobsters fear him and everything. Willem Dafoe likes him. Willem Dafoe likes him. But then when we get to the thing where it's like he's traveling across the world and he knows everyone and he speaks 15 languages it's like yeah he's actually from Belarus. Yeah, there's a bit of like sort of inflation that goes on there. Mm-hmm. But that's all right. Like you like you kind of alluded to. Largely, that's all kind of secondary for most people I would think. I appreciate yeah. the lore and the tidbits and stuff, but that's just the kind of person I am. Right. right yeah. I think for most people the action's enough to carry it 9 times out of 10. No, oh, absolutely, yeah. And the action is spectacular.
0: Oh, it's it's so good. Like, it's very very good. And and then they they, they it, it doesn't get stale. They keep it moving. Um, they always have interesting set pieces. I'd say, like
1: yeah, there's enough variance going on
0: between yeah. the movies, like you said. Yeah, because the first one ends in like a nightclub. The second one ends in like a museum exhibit with a bunch of mirrors.
1: The first one is pr- the most straightforward in terms yeah. of
0: just he go he finds them and
1: he just got yeah he just rolls into a place and shoots everybody. Um. You know, at one point he gets a shotgun, and at one point he gets like a ru- like a sniper. Yeah, but largely speaking, it's just him. Um, there's not even any like really melee stuff or anything really fancy going on. It's just he beats up in a f- bunch of goons, and I think that's that's all right. It sets the stage, and yeah, it's got this this very unique action that has become um like ubiquitous with these movies. Like they they kind of go hand in hand. Hmm. The style of like they call it gunfu, right? Right. Yeah. Where he's is very close in, like acrobatic, like wrestly martial art style thing where he's like grappling with people and he's jumping on them and he's taking them down and stuff but then you are also you're just blasting away the whole time yeah which yeah it really is kind of a thing i've never seen in film before and i don't know how you know it's one of those things where like a lot of stuff i think we'll talk about in these movies um i think the general kind of vibe of these could be described as hyper realistic right yeah so regardless of all the shit we were just <laughs> nitpicking before the whole point is that this isn't exactly a normal kind of world anyways right yeah. Um and I think the action reflects that because it's like is this really the most practical way to fight? Maybe not, right? Mm-hmm. Like jumping around on people and stuff, but it certainly looks cool for movies. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what everything is based around here. Is like what, what looks cool for a movie, and then how do we kind of reverse engineer that into a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do we build a, a just a vessel to get us to the next action set piece? But yeah, it's it's just kind of mix of like um you know competitive shooting style, right? Mm-hmm. Which is how he trained for this, right? Keanu Reeves did. So, like, people who are in the know know that, like, he is actually, you know, as a result of doing these movies and stuff and the training for it, he's actually, like, you know, a proficient, like, shooter, competent at, at this competitive stuff and, and all this, which is cool. There's, like, clips all over the place of the the guys who, who tricked out the guns for these movies are also the guys who trained them. Mm-hmm. So, you can see, you know, they got content where, like, he's just tearing up the different courses and stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh Yeah. But so it's a mix of that, which is, um, you know, it's one of those things where the types of stuff you need to do to be successful in competitive shooting are not necessarily the type of stuff that is directly transferable to being, you know, good at being, like, whatever, like a soldier kind of thing, or, you know, in this case, like a hitman. Yeah. But there is, there is overlap. Um, and again, the movies, obviously, because they get to decide how the movies look, they set up all the fights and stuff in a way where it's like you can show off that style of thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like... Obviously, no one in these movies is hiding behind cover and, you know, taking well placed, you know, shots from, from distance. Everyone's just running up on each other, and he gets to show off all the cool, like, flippy, fast reloads where he's just got 15 mags on his belt and stuff. It's, yeah. Again, it's very, like, competition shooting if you've ever seen stuff like that. So, uh,
0: and they were yeah. uh, a thing uh, eventually, I think in the second movie, they get, like, Kevlar suits, so they're, like, we're, like, yeah, power armor, like, invincible it, that's to bullets. The thing, yeah. He just it holds really, like,
1: with each passing movie, the the bulletproof suits get more and more like ridiculous in terms of what they are. Because yeah, like you said, it it's it easy to even just be like, oh, you're not gonna die if you get shot. It's literally like power armor. I think in this fourth one, they're like the bullets ping off and it they literally put sparks in. Do you notice that? Maybe I don't I'm think I, I feel like I literally saw several often where where because a lot of people have them in this movie where the bullets are like pinging off them and you see sparks. <laughs> I'm that's, like, that's insane. Yeah, that's a bit I ridiculous. could, maybe I'm imagining that, but that's, I feel like I saw that. Yeah. But yeah, once he gets that, he's like, he really is next level. He's unkillable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He cannot just, be stopped. Yeah, a little silly. They, again, they they rely on those more and more as the movies go on. Because in, f- in the second one, when they first introduce it, he's like, this will stop bullets. It'll still really hurt, though, right? Mm, yeah. Which suggests to me that, like, you shouldn't be hit with them very much. That, like, you know, a, a, a few well-done shots from it is still going to pretty much take you out. Mm-hmm. Like, sooner or later, right? Right. Like, you can't just tank infinite numbers of these. Um, but I guess you kind of can. I don't <laughs> know. It's like, even with actual, um, like, like body armor, like, this stuff cops wear, right? Yeah. Th- those kind of vests, which are, like, soft armor, they're not, they don't have plates in them. Those will fuck you up if you actually, if you actually get shot, you'll live, but it's like, you're all bruised and, and yeah. black and blue and shit. Your ribs could Zhang break. John Wick would be a, just a, I mean, in addition to all the other shit he goes through in this
0: movie, he'd just be a model mess of just... Goop purple. Yeah. by the end of this movie, goopy insides. I mean, there, I mean, I think it's the second. Yeah, it is the second one where he goes to the doctor. Doctor's like, this will be good. Here's some medicine. Your stitches are gonna reopen, and it's gonna hurt. So here's something to just numb you till you're done.
1: Yeah, this is uh, part of the thing is that the first three movies are meant to take place within a couple weeks, if that. Yeah, a couple, yeah,
0: within a week, maybe at the very. So least.
1: by the time we're at the end of the third movie, he shouldn't realistically have had a chance to heal from any, wound. any
0: of the injuries he sustained
1: even back in the first one, right? Mm. Which, by the end of the third movie, is like, I don't know, a few gunshot wounds and shit? Like oh, absolutely. Stabbings and stuff, so... Stabbings, dog attack, anything. Whatever. Getting blown up, falling yeah. on. Hit, hit by a couple cars, I think, so... Yeah. That's alright. <sighs> um, You you got it, the supporting characters. We got um Ian McShane, who's Winston, and all these. Um... Listen,
0: he's the manager of the the concierge. Continental. Continental. Concierge.
1: Um, Lance Reddick is Sharon, who's the concierge there. Um, We got, like, Adriana Palicki's in the first one. Like you said, Willem Dafoe's in the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, What's his name? You you said him before. Lawrence Fishburne is in the the latter three. A lot lot of fun supporting cast. yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anyone, like, notable. I can't think of any off the top of my head. No, besides when we mentioned. What's his name? Theon Greyjoy is in the first one. He's, yes, he is. He's just as much a,
0: a bitch as he is in Game of Thrones. Pretty much, yeah,
1: exactly. I remember the first time I
0: watched it, I was like, "Yeah, classic." Yeah, typecast him now. Uh, He's <laughs> pigeonholed himself with Game of Thrones.
1: So, what do you think about the overall premise of the first one, and then how it kind of spins
0: out? Um, I think I like the premise of the first one. I think it makes sense. I think it's pretty. Si- I mean, yeah. compared to where we get into, it's very simple, straightforward. Yeah, and I and I think it's like. I know people are like, well, it's just a dog, but I'm like, well, that's not that's not the point. But he explains that. Yeah. I think it's
1: mostly for memes because I,
0: yeah, if anyone had ever watched the movie, it's,
1: it's clear very why. explicit.
0: It's not it's not because it was a dog. It's because of what the dog represents. Absolutely. Which, again, he's very explicit about yeah. it. So yeah, you can't just, you can't, you'll just hear the
1: bad guys all all make ba- fun Exactly. Of it. All the bad guys throughout the movie are like, why do you care? It's just a dog. And then at the end, he tells them why. So for someone to come away from that just being, yeah, it's silly. Yeah. Uh, it was sad that they killed Willem Dafoe. I was like, oh, Willem Dafoe. Got it, though. He was like a mentor friend guy, so what do you yeah. to
0: do? He helps him out. Um, kinda, I kind of wish they had, like, maybe feel like they didn't know that was going to be bigger, and if they did, they wouldn't have killed him. Killed Willem Dafoe. around. Yeah. But I remember right. thinking,
1: I, the the one that always bothers me every time I watch it is, is his name Charlie? It's the guy in the hotel where, after he beats up Bajor and a Palicki, he gets her tied up, and he's like, hey, you want to watch her for a coin? He's like, sure. Oh, and he yeah. And he does a shit job of watching her, because she breaks out and kills him. Kills and I'm him. just like, fuck, that guy didn't do anything wrong, and really.
0: I was like, but you're also an assassin, man. Shouldn't you be... Because he's like, is it just like a, a bag and rele- catch and release? He's like, yep, just got to release her when I'm done. Like, two hours, let her go. He's like, I can do that. Couldn't even manage that. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he's dead. Also, sh- he was about to let her out. like, he's- So, like, what? She didn't need to kill him.
1: Yeah, She's, she's kind of mean. I'm the executor. That's why they get her ass. Yeah, I She's like excommunicado. The... So.
0: Yeah, Winston, Winston. plays favorites. Obviously, it's very. Everyone is like, Winston, not playing favorites with this." He's like, "I don't know, man. He's the best one." I'm...
1: It's interesting how how everyone loves him so much because he's he's kind of a nothing guy, right? Let's actually let's talk about that. What What do you think of Keanu in these movies? But we talked about the physicality, right? Mm. The obviously in terms of that, he's unmatched, right? I don't know, it's, you know, it's impossible to know how much of this is him and how much is stumped people, but I think a lot of the times when it's him doing, I think a lot of the times when he's doing the gunplay and stuff, That's really it's him. mostly him. I gotta imagine when he's getting hit by cars and stuff, they get stumped people, of course, but yeah. I think for a lot of the action shots, it's, it's really him doing it, but in terms of his actual performance when he's gotta, like, you know, do stuff,
0: what do you think of that? Um, I like it in, like, the first one, and it kind of just goes down. You think so? Oh, yeah. Because, like, in the fourth one, he speaks less than ten times maybe. If, You're right. And, like, enough, everything he says is just to, like, respond in the most basic way. And it's like, I get that's, like, part of his character.
1: Well, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to get Yeah. It, is that it is intentional. Whatever else I think. Because I feel like there was a time, at least maybe in the first couple, where people acted like Keanu's a bad actor because of how John Wick is portrayed. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he's, he's yeah like you said he barely talks and he, he kind of talks weird he has like a strange cadence and stuff yeah but that to me is all very intentional whether oh, yeah. you like it or not it's like it's not because keanu's up there like bumbling his lines it's because that's how he's portraying his character yeah he's a he's the best assassin
0: who doesn't speak english really. i think that's
1: it right I, and as we come to learn yeah he english is in his first language i think i, I don't know guy like this Anyone in the anyone who's like this, who's, like, the best at the, in the world at their thing in such a focused way, you know, I'm just going to say, Jack, I feel like there's a chance John Wick's on the spectrum. He knows, like, 15 languages and shit. I think it all kind of... Contr- yeah. It paints a picture after a certain point. Yeah,
0: okay? you know, if, if we had a fifth movie, probably would have loved trains. <laughs>
1: he might have, yeah. He's kind of a simple dude. Like, yeah, he doesn't talk much. He doesn't seem to understand, like, uh... Lots of cues, really. No. He's just kind of like, whatever. He doesn't laugh at anyone's jokes ever. No, he
0: just kind of stares at him. He just kind (laughs) of stares at Winston. He just stares
1: blankly at people a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know if that's intentional or what, but. So, yeah, I I think that whatever else you want to say about it, that is all, yeah, it's on purpose. It's not because Keanu's bad.
0: It's like, oh, I can't do acting. I'll just kind of mumble my way through this. No, I think it's intentional. I think it's, like, Again, with his cadence and stuff, there is a lot of things
1: he says. He just says it weird, and you are like, "Why did you? Why did you say it like that?" And It's because he, clearly he did it on purpose. I mean, on some level, even that's interesting, and like, I am, you know, that takes some amount of is to consistently do that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I did, I did like, I, did, I did still like, like, I, I get it. I didn't mind it too, too much because sometimes he like, because sometimes he says like longer sentences. It's just when he's like. Yeah, I'm like he you, says. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like he, a, like, he could have given like a couple more words. Nah, I think It's good.
1: The man, a few words, Jack. He's a man of action. That's true. He's a man. He's yeah. They speak louder over the words, you know.
0: And his copious guns. Guns, lots yeah, of guns. Yeah, lots of guns. How'd you like that? that's pretty good. Already? No, I would always love that. He love a little good. Good guns, lots of guns. Um, lots of Latin it, in these movies. I do love their Latin. I liked in the first movie. I think my favorite part of the first movie, I don't know, I'm jumping to this. But it senior was so particular when he's gonna go to the nightclub to kill Theo Greyjoy, Dan Crajoy mm-hmm. and he like gets the bouncer and he's like, Hey Ted, I don't remember his name was And he's like, Hey Mr. Wick, you doing business? He's like, Yep, he's like, All right, I'll leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like, You lose some weight? He's like, Yeah, I did. He's like, All right. Why don't you take the night
0: off? He's like, no. I was like, thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Wick. And he's like, nah, good day to you.
1: <laughs> no, I like that, too. Um, Clearly, he's... I don't know. He's got some some kind of principles. Mm. He's not just going to kill anyone, literally anyone and everyone, just because. Yeah. So, he's got people where he's like, well, I don't care to kill you. like, I don't know you do, so I'm not gonna.
0: Yeah, that guy um, wasn't there in his house to get him. He's like, know, you're just doing your job, man. I'll let you go, but don't stop me.
1: Yeah, and we never see him, like... He doesn't kill innocent people. Yeah, so... I think he's got some amount of principles, as, and it comes up later as well. I like his interaction with the cop in the first one, and in the second one, too. And again, I think that sets the stage for this whole universe of, like... So there's at least... I mean, it could just be a specific thing, for all we know, with his local cop, right? Where they had come to an understanding. But I like to think it's a larger scale than that. Yeah. That everyone kind of knows the situation, and we all just pretend we don't, for everyone's sake. We just, you know, never
0: the two shall meet, kind of thing. Yeah, because otherwise it's like, why wouldn't they, like... Nobody stops it. Yeah, throughout all of these movies, especially right? in this last especially
1: one, especially this last one, it gets to a point where it's like, oh yeah, n- this. When you think of it through abstract, it's like, yeah, none of this can be ignored unless there's some kind of mutual understanding at yeah. play here, which I think makes sense. Again, given the whole scope of the world, let's talk about that a little bit, and then we'll we'll get to the last one, huh? Yeah. Um. So the world building, like, how do you, how do you find all the lore surrounding the way this criminal world works and all their rules and all their the the general aesthetic of the of the world?
0: I. I like the idea, like I like, um, I, I, there are some other things that do this kind of thing too. But I like the basis of it being like, there's an organization and there's like, there's a bunch of different factions, but they all kind of follow one set of rules from a governing body and there's like power struggles in there and there's like the, there's like a separate group of enforcers from it that they don't fuck with. Uh, I like that kind of stuff where it's mm. like, hey, this a person shows up. And everyone knows who they are, and they go, and it's bad they showed yeah, up. Yeah. It's like, all right, nope, you're going to fix this right now, or we're going to kill all of you without even thinking about it. Uh, it does get, a, as we as we said a couple times, like, if you think about it too much, and the movies kind of get a little muddled with, like, because in the second one, there's, like, a power struggle for that, and there's they, like, seemingly replace these people like crazy. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of highly trained assassins in the world. Yeah, again, it gets to a
1: point where there's like more than you think it should be able to sustain. Where she's like, yeah. "Wait, yeah, how many people, even in New York, on any given night, are just wandering about who are assassins?"
0: And and John Wick kills all of them. If mm-hmm. John Wick is killing the p- best people that the, everyone he has has access to, how many good people are there right.
1: left? Well, maybe I think part of it. Me, me, and, me, and friend of the show, Colin. Colin uh, saw this
0: movie last night.
1: Incredible. And um, we were kind of talking about the same thing as I think on some level, people are like. They would just try their hand anyways, right? Mm. You would think like, ah, oh, John Wick's probably they probably exaggerate a little, right? Like yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest, Jack. Who among us, right? If you if you got the message and they were like, We'll give you ten million dollars if you kill John Wick, you'd be like, Well, I gotta try.
0: Yeah, it's ten million dollars. There he is. You <laughs> see one him man. coming down the
1: subway. I better give it a go. You know, and then he kills you with a... do it because John Wick kills you with a pencil
0: because he- he's, he's insane. Because you but, with half a bathroom tile. <laughs> but you know, you gotta give it a go. Yeah. You gotta not try. Yeah. So and I get that clear. They talk, they kind of talk about that in this movie. Yeah. Like the glory of it all. Um, but yeah, I think the world's good. But no,
1: I guess you mean and at some points, like how many, yeah, like you said, there's tons and tons of their like enforcers and the assassin stuff. And, and I think it, you know, part of it is just the idea that like in the first one, it is kind of so interesting. And because, you know, because it is largely vague and every time you try to like expand on it and actually give concrete sort of answers to this and flesh stuff out, it becomes a little harder to, yeah, juggle it all. And, Ultimately I think it's you know, with, with stuff like this, it's less interesting the more you explain sometimes. But you know, that's just the way yeah. the way of the thing. If you're gonna make a multi movie series like this, it's just kind of a bridge you have to cross.
0: I do like the entendre uh, of it being um that the, the coming body being called the table mm-hmm. and they're all everything's under the table. Yeah, that's that's fun. I right? do like that. I, I think that's a fun little thing. Um I think the elder above the table, he that's that's when I think it jumps.
1: I kinda the same thing. I was thinking about that today. Um, I was mulling it over in my head because I was like, "How does that work?" Because I remember, yeah, in the th- in the third one when that character is introduced, I'm like, "Wait, who the fuck's this guy? No. What's his thing?" I I think the thing I arrived at, maybe you could uh, weigh in, is like I-, I feel like maybe it's like a he's not he- he's above the table, right? Yeah, but I feel like maybe it's more so that he's kind of um, I don't know, he's like above them, but also kind of like adjacent to them. He's like the president to their their Congress, if you will, like. There's probably some things he's able to do that they can't do, but also probably vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking about... I bet he's more powerful than any one member of the table, but he's probably not... As powerful as all 12 as of them. As all 12 of put together, they wanted. So, maybe he's there for, like,
0: tiebreakers and stuff. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely kind of see that. I think it's weird he just wanders the desert.
1: I thought the same thing. I was like, if this was... If you got to be, like, this cool head of this Assassin's Guild, this, like, global criminal enterprise, why would you... Would you really actually just want to hang out in the desert all day? you just wander? I get that that's your, like, do it, your deal, but come on. Uh, then you can get to do the thing where it's like, if you want to find me, you have to wander through the desert until you almost die. And then I'll pick you up and bring you here. And that's how we'll meet.
0: And you'll sever half your ring That's finger. cool or whatever, but. Sure, you could just have an office building. Yeah. Just right. have a residential
1: place in Morocco or something. Come on. The first. 'Cause now I have to be out in the desert all day long. Yeah. I and mean, I'm hot and sandy and shit, so
0: Yeah, running around rolling down the sand dunes. <laughs> I gotta walk till I can't walk anymore or some riddle bullshit.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, well, I think it's it's works well enough. I yeah. I think most of the lore they add is, is alright. And like you said, the concept as we learn more about like the high table and how that all works, and then we have the enforcers and stuff. I think that's all kinda neat and mm. the markers and stuff. And they have again what so what do you think of the aesthetic? Like I was gonna add. So like both, I don't even know if you call it the aesthetic, but whatever the the general kind of like theming of all this this criminal world stuff, which is like very like old school. A lot of times we're talking, yeah, you know, like in Latin and, and old fancy ass shit. Um, all the all the the call centers analog. Yeah, then I was gonna say yeah, it's kind of everything from that up until. Yeah, I guess I mean. They have computers in there. They're old. But hoop- they're old computers. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how they decided this stuff, but it's like, in some ways, it's like old and fancy and very like, whatever, almost like Victorian and shit at times. And, mm. and yeah, like, you know, old school Latin and shit. But then they have like the the, the suicide girl. <laughs> yes. Switchboard operators who handle all the contracts and stuff. And that's, in, that's an interesting aesthetic because they're all like... We're in old school, like whenever we're wearing old blouses, like yeah, we're all living in the '50s. But then, yeah, we all got piercings and tattoos, though, too. And we, we, it's an actual switchboard where they're moving the fucking pegs and shit. And it's like, what is this? What is this all for? Yeah, <laughs> they're making, they have a big chalkboard. They're writing down. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I guess it's cool. Yeah, I mean, nah, it is cool. But it's like, yeah, it's interesting that there's yeah, definitely some kind of commitment to not. G- g- Really leaning on anything too too modern, I guess, is what it would come down to. And everyone's dressed in like um, formal wear always. <laughs> yeah, everyone's always wearing suits, so it's just it's just kind of neat.
0: Yeah, no, I, I like it. I think it looks good. Um, there's a lot of in this most recent movie when um, was it Bill Skarsgård's character? He's got a very elaborate Victorian. I mean, he's most Victorian kind of because he's in same victoria,
1: I don't even know what you call. Yeah, it. it's France. It's France. So he's
0: something adjacent, but it's it's very fancy.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like full on, like you know, uh, 18th century French shit. Like, oh yeah, fucking like he's living in the palace and shit. He's got he's got a very elaborate wardrobe. It's always changing. Yeah. Ever seen he's got a new fancy ass like get up on. It's all he's white wild. at he's some got, point. He's got horses and women with swords women who ride the swords. horses. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Dance around him. Um. So let's get. Let, you got anything general,
0: or we get to no, the last one? here? we can probably get to the last one here.
1: So last one picks up. Um. Where John Wick has been training in the in the interim because he wants to get his revenge on the high table, right? Which mm. we, we established at the end of the third one. Him and the Bowery King are like, fuck this. These guys no. suck. Let's let's take them down. So he's been trained. He's healing up. Um, first thing he does is go to Morocco to meet the Elder, but it's a different Elder now. And he's like, give me my ring back. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm going to war. And the guy's like, I don't have your ring. Um, sorry, We I don't know what we did with it. but yeah, we we lot. It. We're a bank. We <laughs> lot. We sold it off. And I'm, I'm a new Elder guy. That other guy's gone. We, we couldn't get the actor back for whatever reason. <laughs> And then he's like, Oh, okay. And he's like, So you see, I can't really help you, so you probably don't even need to kill me. He's like, Yeah, no. <laughs> this is great. Great opening, I think. Great line from John Wick, I thought. He's like, Yeah, so sorry, but you wasted your time and
0: he's like, No. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang! right in the head, and knocks him right down. After he chases all his men down on a horseback through the desert. Yeah. Good shit. Really good. Um, and that's
1: and that's what kicks it off. This in particular, they knew he was alive, or they kind of suspected. Um after the events of last movie, but this is obviously direct confirmation. He kills the, you know, the elder, so it's off. They really want him. So the high table gets uh, Bill Skarsgård, who is we'll just call him the Marquis, um, and they're like, "We need you to take care of it." You got some Latin term that I don't <laughs> remember exactly, but it basically means you get.
0: Yeah, I was not clear on what to do. His role was do whatever you want. Yeah, he basically.
1: I, I don't know. Do you think he's one of the? He has one of the seats.
0: I he I was. Maybe, I truly was not clear on, like, where he fit, because I was like, did they say he had a seat? Is the marquee a position that he holds that other people can also hold?
1: Because it's a title. Yeah.
0: But I don't know if it was, like, the title he has because But he's... it's a
1: title no one should have anymore. Like, I don't think there's any marquee left in France. You know what I mean? Right. Not normally. normally. Um, because, yeah. They, so, they don't really make sense outside of that, because, yeah. yeah they wouldn't. It's not like you can just be a duke or whatever the fuck in England still, where it's just like yeah, they just got some of those floating around. So
0: we got loose, we got some loose dukes around. You can be one.
1: Um, this said, he's one of the highest ranking members of the high table. Oh, so when they say that, it's confusing because it's like, what does the high table mean when you when you say it like that? Yeah, surely all twelve of them are like supposed to
0: be the same or
1: something. Yeah, but I'm gonna assume when they say yeah, it means he has one of the seats. He's one of the the. He's 12. ahead of one of the twelve families. I would assume. And then they just decide, they choose him collectively to be like the main guy to take care of this. I think that works, right? Yeah. Sure. Good enough. Um, So he's like, all right, I'll take care of this.
0: Takes Clancy Brown. Shutting
1: him over. Clancy Brown. He's a harbinger in this, which is like, I guess an adjudicator from the last one, but just even more extra.
0: He has his finger cut like
1: uh, John Wick does. He does. I noticed that. That's kind of cool. So he must have had to commit, commit to it all too mm-hmm. in a similar way. So he rolls up and he's like, hey- Winston, you said you know you led us to believe you killed John Wick at the end of the last movie, but obviously you didn't. So we're we're destroying the hotel. They do that. He kills Sharon. Oh, yeah. Such a damn
0: shame. I was shocked. Guns are the right there. Very shocking moment. Sad. And he's like, it's off. Um, no. We
1: who's a... the one who's like? Someone says like, oh, John Wick doesn't have any friends left.
0: The uh, Kane.
1: Is it Kane? Okay. Yeah, so they go to Kane as well. This is a new character. This is Donnie Yen who is basically just doing the same thing he did in Star Wars, which is interesting. I don't know what that's about. Oh, yeah. Because he's not blind in real life, so.
0: He just loves playing. He's like um, Charlie Cox. I guess
1: so. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Good point. Disney loves getting guys and making them blind.
1: (laughs) So they go to him, and they're like, we need you to kill John Wick. And he's like, I don't want to. John Wick's my buddy from back in the day, which, again, is kind of like, wait, why does John Wick have all these international eclectic friends? But whatever, fine. So he's like, we're buddies. I don't want to kill him. Um, like ooh too like, bad so to, sad your daughter will kill her, so we'll ooh, kill her. And like fuck he's like you got me that is that classic trump card you always pull so we're off so we cut to Osaka we see a new continental in Osaka and um run by the Westworld World by, actor yeah, from from
0: um, Sonata very good. oh
1: yeah we like he's in lots of stuff hes we saw him in a bullet train last year right oh
0: yeah he's a bullet train he, he also has like a hand. cane sword in that he
1: totally does I think almost everything I've seen him in he's got a sword he's got a sword. So I he must actually just be good, right?
0: Good at sword play, at least at least he learned eventually how or gets typecast to <laughs> be like, well, he does swords.
1: It says he joined the Japanese action club organized and run by Sony Chiba. I don't know that or Sonny Chiba, I don't know how that is, but it says when he was twelve. I have no idea
0: who that is, Sonny Chiba.
1: He first became famous as an action star for his role in Yagu Clan's conspiracy and is now known as one of the most talented actors in Japan.
0: Well good for him. Hell yeah.
1: So I assume yeah, he, he uses it enough. He must have like Well, he knows how to I mean I don't want to be whatever. I don't know any of the terms, so but he knows how to do all the fancy shit with the sword. He does the thing where you like put it away all right. You, know, go, you, slide, it you like slide it all in. I don't know how you do that. As you know, Jack, I have a sword I fuck around with sometimes. Um yeah, you, I, that's hard. It's hard to like point it on in there. You fucked around with it, you know.
0: It's like, it's it's like tough. It's, you get fruit juice all over it, it stains it. Yeah, but they go he you know, they do a slick
1: ass thing where you just go like and it slides uh, it slides whoop, like down slide your right hand. in. He knows yeah. what he's doing, man. So good for him. He's always using a sword. He's got a sword in Avengers Endgame. I mean, he's got a sword in fucking... Oh,
0: yeah. I forgot he's in that one, too. He's he does a sword fight. I mean, it's what he's about. Yeah, they love him. He, also, he dies
1: by the sword a lot, though. That's what happens, Jack. Li- you you live, live by the sword, you die by the sword, man. That's the way she goes. That's the way she goes. So, anyways, um, John's like, hey, I need your help. Um, And then, basically, they all just show... They know he's there, and they all show up, and there's a big fight. A huge <laughs> extended
0: action scene. Oh, yeah.
1: Throughout this, which is just... Fights for days.
0: A lot of different things. Uh, What is it? The I already forgot the actor's name. I'm terrible with these names. Who? The guy. buddy? Yeah, his buddy. Hiroyuka
1: Sanadi. He uh um, his name
0: in the movie. Yeah, what's his name in the movie? I didn't know his name. Uh, Shimazu, I guess. Shimazu. Uh yes, yeah, so Shimazu uh, like his him him and his whole crew, all his men. Uh like when he's like, Let's show him some hospitality and they just get all the guns out of the freezers. That's fun. Like all the big Japanese longbows. Yeah, did you think
1: it was weird that they didn't have guns?
0: I feel like they all should have just had guns, to be honest.
1: Especially like we established, because at first I was like, okay, it's Japan. I, guns are kind of different there. Maybe that's why they don't have guns, right? Because mm-hmm. they're harder to get and they're they're even more legal and stuff, kind of thing. So yeah. But then I was like, wait, but again, we've kind of established that none of that really matters in this world. So yeah. why couldn't he? This they is just the assassin guns? hotel. I feel like they could just have guns if they wanted, but mm-hmm. instead they all just have swords and bows, which doesn't end up going well for them. That's one of the only like. I had a couple of nitpicks that I wrote down just to be, you know. To be fair. Yeah, nitpicky. And that was one of them. It's just like, sometimes the way they have to construe like, oh, John Wick's not going to use a gun in this scene is a little bit, you know, sometimes
0: it's a... A A little contrived?
1: Yeah, it's a little contrived.
0: I can see that. Uh, His daughter is a big part, who's the concierge. She's like, hey man, don't take in John Wick. He'll kill us all. He's like, no, I'll probably be fine. Actually, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. I won't die. His name's Akira. Yeah, hero's like i don't know dad i feel like you're gonna die he's like no i'll
1: be gonna don't even worry about it. I'll, I'll be fine but then john works there and then they do all show up and and that's, exactly all,
0: that's exactly what happened exactly uh, kane is like hey buddy let's not we're friends we all like we both like john just walk away he's like nope gotta fight he's like yeah i guess i'll kill you with my kane sword yeah they do a bit of a sword fight and yeah. he loses to the blind guy which is like
1: really kind of an indictment on him huh yeah he was the blind guy he's blind but there's a million of the high table enforcers this time though they're wearing like the specials. Japanese version? Which yeah. Which is kind of fun. They got the cool masks. Which I like. I can I can appreciate. But also all of um the Marquis men. Like a million dudes in gray suits. Gray oh. bulletproof suits. This is the one I was... I mean, and this is the first kind of big action sequence in the movie. So, But I was like, oh, geez. They're really leaning into the bulletproof suits thing, right? Because, again, there's d- dozens of them seemingly in this scene. And they all are just tanking bullets like it's no one's business. And I'm just saying, okay. So a guy rolls up in a gray suit, and we just automatically real, you know, recognize. Oh, that's one of the bulletproof ones. It's yeah. like we're in a video game, right? And you'd be like, "Oh no, that's one of the armored enemies." Okay, I gotta use X, Y, Z technique.
0: The, the the nunchucks. To I break gotta break his...
1: the. I gotta break their shields with the grenade first, and then I can shoot them with my gun. Like it, at some point, I was like, "Okay, dude," but like, surely if you got shot a bunch, you would still be like very hurt. <laughs> you'd <be> like, <laughs> you'd oh, still Jesus go down, Christ. and then John Wick could do the thing where he just walks up and shoots you in the head. Yeah, but still, you you be affected at least right
0: oh absolutely i I don't know
1: and like you said that thing they do where they like he's draping it around like it's a fucking batman cloak Mm -hmm. it's a bit much because it's like i don't know if anything that might be worse because it would just kind of the bullet would just kind of like zip on by i feel like almost right like a fluttery towel in the wind the fabric
0: would just move it the (laughs) fabric would just move and the bullet would still just hit you because it's moving as fast as a bullet would i don't know what do i know i'm no bullet expert exactly Um,
1: because it's at this point it's like are you trying to catch the bullet Throw a pack at them, put it back in your gun. Do you think you're strong enough to like catch? The- Cause yeah, they're going very quick, so I don't know if you can just kind of like oop, I stopped it. Oh, I stopped it. Stop- Ooh, I caught it all. Whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, they just do a big fight. But John Wick and, and Kane also have a fight. But John Wick, no, no one really wins because yeah. we have the other, the third guy. Oh moment. yeah, who, Mr. Nobody? Yeah, that's all we get for him. Yeah, he's, he's- a Tracker. Whatever that fucking means. You yeah, to... I don't know. I, I he was this was one of the other nitpicks, I guess, was his character. Not that the guy did anything wrong in this. Um, I'll bring up his name while we're here. I think overall he was fine. I just there's a couple like details about his his character. His I don't role. know. Yeah, about his role. Like I think he he didn't he doesn't fit the aesthetic that any of the mother do. Right. Yes. Like we were talking about where they all kind of have this like formal, interesting, or at the very least like old school. Like you know they all kind of are leaning into it, and then he's just kind of like dressed like a scruffy vagabond Mm -hmm. he also everyone else has like you know cutting edge like very practical tactical stuff um you know john wick's got like in all these movies right and they do the thing they do like the fucking ads practically for them where it's like look at the newest gun from Tactical innovations yeah those polished feet ramps. it's like it's like the metal gear solid fucking yeah um and then this guy's just like i've got this revolver it's like what the fuck are you
0: doing what a weirdo um and my dog too, and, and then it's
1: like, what's your job? I, I guess it makes sense that there needs to be someone in the universe who finds people, right? Yeah. Um, because if you have a guy like John Wick who's really good at killing people, you don't want to waste you know his time like searching for them either, right? So you have one guy who finds them, and then he calls in the big guns, and then John Wick can show up and kill whoever, right? I understand that on a certain level, but I think my other problem is that we don't get that; they don't show us that on any in you know any meaningful way, like mm-hmm. on screen. That we're just told he's a good tracker, and then he just shows up wherever John Wick already is, and it's like, found him. It's like, okay. He's got that
0: thick notebook full of drawings, whatever but that... But they
1: look, like, insane. Like, he's, like, crazy.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> he's got, like, a bunch of numbers written down. Like... Yeah.
1: Like, they're... Yeah. Like, delusional ramblings at times. He's got but, photo- okay. pages of sketches of John Wick. I guess it's useful. He uses that a couple times. I don't know what his deal is, so... Yeah. Yeah, I thought some of the details about... Uh, about his character were a little odd, but, um, another one of the nitpicks, I guess we got, we have three of them right off the bat here, Jack, Mm -hmm. is, I just, what is, um, what was his, what was the purpose of his trip to Osaka? He got nothing from that. Yeah. And maybe he would have if they didn't show up, but I, I guess I wish we had at least know what that was. I don't
0: know. It feels like nothing came of that. Maybe he was trying to figure out, like, just like, hey, how can I kill this guy? Do you know how I can get to him? Yeah, Maybe. Because what happen- ends
1: up happening, for real, is that he just, in the next scene... it's called away. He's like, oh, shit, you're here. He just goes to New York, and Winston tells him. So, watch what they do. Could it's going to Winston the whole time. I guess he didn't like Winston. Yeah, he was kind of on the rocks with Winston. Yeah. They patch up, though. Winston does tell him what to do. But in order to challenge the Marquis to single combat, he needs to be part of a family and not just an outcast like he is. So, he goes to Berlin, where the head of the Roma is, evidently, led by Tonks from fucking...
0: Yeah, or Sasha. Sasha, she's
1: doing good. Oh yeah, she's another one of them chicks who's in like a bunch of uh, franchises now, right? She's really racking them up. Oh, yeah, she's collecting all of them between Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, and this. Good That's arm. four. Um, and they tell him that he's got to kill the guy who killed Peter, who was the old like head of their Damn. family. This big purple guy, big purple. So they go there, and he
0: does that. They play a little poker. They do the thing where John Wick walks to a nightclub with a loaded gun, and nobody moves.
1: Yeah, nobody. It reacts almost at all. I'm I'm sure that, like, German techno clubs or whatever are, like, crazy.
0: And full of molly or something. I
1: was like, I saw that, and I was like, this seems very German. I get it. A techno club. They're going insane. But, yeah, at some point, like, when he's wrestling with people, none of the people, even in his immediate vicinity are reacting. I'm like, well, that seems unrealistic, silly. I feel like they would would at least be a little bit like, oh, okay, I'm going to get
0: out of the way, huh? Oh, yeah. You would have thought. But what do we know? What do we know? Um, they do a bit of a fight. He puts up more of a fight than I expected. I thought it was just gonna be yeah.
1: Same. He's like a
0: huge dude, right? I mean, he, and he's
1: like a smaller actor in a big suit thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result of that, he's he's still kind of nimble. He's doing like high kicks and stuff, which is kind of fun because he's oh, yeah. this giant man. And I guess I mean, I expected like, oh, this will be easy. John Wick will just kind of run him down and just beat him up because he's like a big dude. But now he's like nimble and fighting back. It's a cool. One, I feel like it's one of the. You know, in these movies, you don't get a lot of these where it's like a pseudo—I don't know—almost like a boss fight. It's like a big, yeah, big Hulk, actual guy. like difficult guy for him to fight. Whereas most, most of the time, it's just sheer number thing, uh, sheer numbers thing, where mm. it's just the you know volume of dudes he has to take on. So, thought that was yeah. cool. But he does that, and he gets his challenge. It's one of the
0: two uh, times in the movie where he does a, br- a back-shattering injury and walks he's fine. He's all right. Yeah. Um, he, he takes his two and tooth. He's so like, I, let me back in with. let me get the crest again, and they burn someone in their arms.
1: It's weird, because it's like, did he have to do that the first time?
0: Did she, have to do, did she have to do that every time?
1: Did she have to do that every time someone joins? What's that about? Did he join her family in particular? Is that why they did it? What's I don't I didn't really get that. I thought yeah. the same thing, because I'm like, yeah, Do they? Uh, does he have a burn on his other arm that I didn't notice? I don't know.
0: Does she have deep a deep burn, or like different overlapping
1: burns? This kind of brings me to my last little nitpick for this one, his travel, right? Yeah. So this is the most globe Globetrity of them all. In terms of, we start in New York, and then he's in Morocco, then he's in Japan, then he's in fucking Berlin, then he's in France. That's where he finished, right? He's jumping all over the place. Yeah. Um, and nothing's, we never get any indication as to how or why. Well, we know why, uh, but how. Whereas in the last movie, it was treated as a very big thing for John Wick to get out of New York, right? Mm, he yeah. had to tear his ticket and sever his connection with his family just in order to achieve that, to get from Morocco to, or from New York to Morocco. And this one, he's just jumping left and right like it's no one's business. Yeah, he gets
0: all the way to Japan. From... And the
1: whole high table is on the search for him all the way, like, the whole the whole time. Yeah, and they don't know where he is. They're like, where is he? So, like, he's clearly not using any kind of, like, standard, you know, means of travel. Mm. But so then how? Because as they allude to repeatedly, he doesn't have any friends, really, anymore. He's got no one who can help him. He's got no money. Same, no one can render him services without being, ex- being ex-communicated. excommunicated themselves. And, like, no one really likes him. So, I don't... I, the the best answer I came to is that he's probably getting help from the Bowery King, right? Yeah. Because we see throughout... I mean, we know they're on the same, you know, same side of all this. And we see throughout the movie that he has um, more influence throughout the world than maybe we previously realized, too. So, I guess that's the best I can come up with. But it doesn't feel super compelling. I wish it was somewhat addressed because it's... Yeah. yeah. When you treat it as, like, this big issue the last movie, it takes him the first, like, third of, you know... Chapter three, just to get from <clears throat> New York to Morocco. For this one to just kind of hand wave between scenes, like, oh yeah, he's here, he's here. Uh,
0: but also with the um, the Bowery King is that at the end when he's like in his subway tunnel, he's like, wow, I, I did not expect you to have all this power. He's like, yeah, I'm expanding. So did he know he could expand that much, or maybe did yeah. It's 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 weird. Yeah, I think that's a little shaky.
1: You think all the homeless people in the John Wick universe are? Actually, assassins or what?
0: I guess they might be.
1: They must be. Do you think they? Sh- you start as a homeless person. And they recruit you to do that, or do you start as a assassin? Assassin, and they're like, yeah, for this role, for like, if you want to work for us, though, you got to pretend to be
0: homeless a lot of the time. And you're like, oh shit. Oh, shit. Maybe it's like a shift thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. You gotta take homeless shifts, or it's like a there's like a training school, and then you're sorted.
1: It's the best one. It's the best. The best homeless pretenders. <laughs> you get to be that guy from the second movie who is just real good at sitting on the street acting crazy. So then when two guys call up, he just shoot, shoots him in the head because they're not the wiser. He gets to be out on the street and the other guys not so much, huh? Yeah, I Maybe think so. Yeah.
0: They'll have to sleep under newspapers and really keep the act up.
1: How did John Wick know? In that second when he stumbled, he's like, he's clearly like, ah, this guy will help me out. I'm going to stumble over to this homeless man. How would you know, John Wick? Lucky guess. Lucky guess, I guess, yeah. But, um, yeah, we do that. So then they get to issue the formal challenge, which they do. They decide on doing pistols, classic old school duels, because... They have this in here. And this is another one where, like, yeah, at first it seems a little goofy. And John Wick even kind of alludes to this, right? Because he's like, weren't eh, Martha's a myth. We're doing a duel. And, but I think the when the, the logic that Winston gives is, I think it's understandable. Yeah. It's like, well, this prevented them from doing a lot wars. It's just duels. Which is kind of how why duels exist in any mm. society. So, I think it works well enough. Oh, yeah. Um, But then the twist on it is that the Marquis doesn't want him to get to the duel. So, he raises the bounty up super high. Um, get them swarmed so that John is just going to be swarmed by everyone who's you know capable of of, or thinks they're capable of carrying it out in all of fucking Paris and he'll just die before it even comes to it Uh, this is another I guess my last little nitpick is like this is what I meant where I I feel like the number should be higher I feel like there should be more money changing hands here right because again this high table situation you gotta imagine these people are incredibly powerful and wealthy Mm. like next level like Pablo Escobar type shit Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. He was like a fucking billionaire and stuff. So when they're like, he he's like at one point really kind of stressing over like ten mil because he's like, well, I don't know if I want to give you forty Like the whole movie through, he's he's debating with him over price. He's, he's really haggling, right? Yeah, he stabs him in the hand. Is like, ah, maybe I'll give you this much money. Like the result of the hand stabbing, right? Is that he's like twenty three instead of twenty five. Feels like not that much to worry about. That's how I, you know, I feel. You probably could give him $100 million. That's, That's what I was thinking. I was like, it feels like it, honestly, by this movie, it would not, I don't think it would have been out of place if they were just like, yeah, $100 million. I mean, just think of it from the perspective of like, how much damage he's caused. They had to, they destroyed two of their hotels. How many people did he kill? Like, of their high table enforcers. Those guys have to be expensive to equip and train. Absolutely. They're all dead now. That's like, I mean, in some ways, Jack, priceless. Okay. Good, good loyal employees. How are you gonna replace that? But, but uh, uh, also, very real number. You know,
0: your numbers game here.
1: Very real dollar amount attached to that. Also high. Oh yeah, <laughs> nearly so, limitless. When you're killing like tons of those dudes, and it's like, oh man, we gotta train up these, you know, these guys all up from scratch again. That's that's a lot of time wasted.
0: They gotta find, they gotta seal those war orphans and train them up to be killers or something. And that's the thing.
1: They have to pluck these little orphans off the street and then make them into godless killers. That takes forever. It takes forever. It would have been so much cheaper. It honestly would have been easier to just let John Wick go. Really, but whatever. They're Hindsight's pr- twenty twenty, I yeah, guess. their
0: pride and all that. Uh, what do you think of the? Oh, I was talking about Markie for a second. His accent, his French accent. Well, he's not French, is he, Bill Skarsgård? No, Scandinavian boy, classically.
1: So I don't know. At times, um, unintelligible. <laughs> but I suppose that was the idea. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, and there's definitely times where it had that effect where. It, he said something, and then it take me a minute to sort of within my own brain, like piece together, yeah, and interpret what he was saying to be like, ah, yes, I see.
0: Uh, the person I went to this movie with, uh, at first they remarked to me that there was the worst French accent they had ever heard in a movie, so much wow. so that like at one point, or at least one of them, that they were like, is he supposed to be German? But they're like, but no, his name is the Marquis, so he's not German, clearly. So what what accent is he doing? He's French. Yeah. So that's they, a, they were that's a big fan. call.
1: I feel like I've some, I've heard some real doozies. This one does not enter that for me. It felt relatively authentic. I mean, it's too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's not a bad accent. It's just like a over the top goofy. I guess one. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta imagine. Maybe this is just me being an idiot, but because he is European, does that not like does he not have a better handle on it than we would? He Probably
0: would. Probably encounters it more than we would. But then I guess that doesn't mean it. A whole ton.
1: I don't know. It didn't stand out to me. I was like, I, he's French, I guess. Mm. He's got an evil French accent. So
0: it is quite evil.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to understand when they're evil. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's right at the end of this movie when they're all those guys are rushing him. He gets some um, some dragon fire ammo. Very cool. And they do a cool over the head. Um, like very video yeah, game. Yeah. Very video game. Almost. Um, I was thinking about it. It's almost in the direct opposite of what we were talking about with Last of Us, because obviously we talked about it a couple times in the Last of Us, how there's less like Joel doesn't kill. 15 20 people because that's that seems ridiculous for a real show to have a video game you can because they're like bodies yeah essentially yeah. but in john wick they're like no it's just a video game where he Pretty much just yeah. mows down hundreds of people uh, it is upsetting
1: at times though there is something more visceral about it than just in in video games like there's some some deaths in particular i'm not going to be able to like call upon rattle them, them off now mm-hmm. but there's definitely some ones in the in the first few movies where it's just like, oh, that's a bit unsettling even for me. Like, I didn't care for that. Yeah. There's a few, quite a few times throughout these movies where he executes people on the ground. and that's always kind of upsetting because it's like, that guy's out of the fight. He's not going to come back anyways. Yeah. Right? He
0: might, he might have just died in his own anyway. So, when you, like, when you like walk back over there and double tap him in the head, it's like, oh, geez, that's just insult to injury. Yeah. Or they, like, kind of, there's the one against the drum. And he's, like, trying to stab him. And the guy's like, he's, like, st- kind of like trying to get him to stop and kind of crying out it's like oh they're visceral
1: one and one of these where he's like he's like smashing somebody against something like repeatedly oh uh is it the first one within the bathroom maybe i don't know there's like one thing where he's like smashing someone onto a spike over and over again and it's like
0: oh my goodness yeah so he'll be unique yeah, yeah. uh so we have our duel between kane because they're like because bill Skarsgård's like I got your fucking daughter. You're gonna have to kill John Wick. Before they
1: do that, though, he helps him get there because John Wick finds the longest staircase in human history, longest outdoor staircase in Paris, I guess, all of France, maybe the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he's climbing up it, and he's doing the classic. He's like fighting his way all the way up it, and you know, taking down dudes along the way. And then he gets to the top, and he gets the real big boss. He chucks them all the way down the fucking yeah, stairs. Yeah, it was
0: uh, comical. It
1: really, I was just, it was exactly the word I was going to use. It it really bordered on comical how long he fell down those stairs. Yeah. and it's another thing where I'm just like, well, he's dead now. He's just dead, or he's he's completely incapacitated. How do you live through that? Yeah, he just kept rolling down the stairs, and then and then he and then at one point he almost comes to a stop. Keeps,
0: but then he just keeps, keeps going. Oh, <laughs> after fighting hundreds of men. Mm-hmm getting hit by cars, getting in multiple car accidents. That scene, when they're around the... In Berlin, when they're in that circle... That's was, Paris. Of Paris, I'm sorry. Oh, I said Berlin. Um, big, big archway. Um, the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. And, uh, when they're like killing people in that roundabout... Whatever the fuck.
1: And the cars still... They just keep coming, they- and there's there's multiple accidents, and it's like, I feel like everyone would have come to a stop by now. Yeah. I thought the same thing. And there's they're still cars just zipping by to conveniently take out bad guys. Yeah. They wouldn't, like, avoid them or turn around. Then again, I don't know how that works. There's a couple of points where I'm like, do they even have lines on the ground there? Or is that just... Is it just a free-for-all? Yeah. Is it just a free-for-all speeding around the Arc de Triomphe? I don't know.
0: It's like the... Um, what's it called? Is that highway in Germany? The Autobahn? Autobahn. It's like that. Very good. He no, goes as fast as you want in that little circle. Yep. Uh, but then Kane shows up and is like, well, I got to help you get to the
1: top there, John, because if you don't get there, then can't the if, I can't get, if we can't get up there so I can kill you, then they'll probably get home. My daughter out of principle because they're assholes. So well, I got to save you so I can kill you. And they do. And they fret their way up there. And the uh, tracker guy, his dog bites the main henchman's balls. Like, oh, pretty good. A lot of ball based stuff in this movie. I must yeah. say a lot of ball
0: play. That and involved torture,
1: literally, yeah, yeah, I guess so, um, and they get there and they do their duel. It's all very fancy, Clancy Brown's there, he's doing it, oh yeah he's he's harbinging it, I suppose, although he really is he is adjudicating it, he he's really not an adjudicator in this, that's fine, what whatever. yeah, they do this, they do a classic duel, they have like old hunting pistols, and they're uh they start at thirty paces, and we we keep getting closer, and they're winging each other every time, right, and then uh when they they close in on ten, John goes down, it's looking bad.
0: Mm. looking like he might lose. Marquis comes over to gloat on him, and Winston's like, ah, he didn't shoot his p- bullet the last time, and he pops class. in the head. Very good. Did not see Shit that coming. Oh, you didn't?
1: I did not. Oh, I did. I, when he went down, I was like, did he shoot, though? Because I was like, I feel like he wouldn't have missed. Did he shoot? I feel like he didn't shoot. I think that's the twist here. And then, yeah, when he takes his sweet-ass time rolling over, be like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, ah, well, he still got the he still got the bullet. He did. He got his ass.
0: And then Clancy Brown's like, hmm? Which she goes? Yeah, that's how she oh, is. it's
1: only up and up here. That guy was a <laughs> real dick. <so. laughs>
0: He's like, all right, Kane, you're set. You're you're square with us, big cat. See uh, ya, see ya. You too, John Wick. Peace out. Yeah, and you get your hotel back. Good day to you all.
1: Good day. It's um, it's been a pleasure.
0: Go home. I'm tired of being in Paris. It sucks. Time to go and adjudicate somebody else.
1: That's right. And uh, then um, well, in case you didn't get all the spoilers all the way through, now um, little John Wick dies. He dies. He pulls, doesn't make it. He pulls
0: a James Bond.
1: Yeah, He really uh yeah he bleeds out he take he takes one out he's
0: like all right well that enough since it comes to his hundreds of injuries so what do we what do we think about this
1: as a culmination do it all do, does this feel satisfying as the end for john wick I think so I think so too because i think you know at the end of the f- third movie there is kind of this excitement i'm like he's going to bring it all down he's going to tear the whole thing down right that's right. cool um but i also think it makes sense that realistically it's probably not feasible and like i kind of got it earlier i don't think that's actually better for everyone Mm -hmm. i think that the balance that this world exists in is probably best you know left alone left to an extent right to to keep this sort of status quo because who knows what these fucking animals would get up to if it all broke down again and there was no like there was no order right Mm -hmm. but you know what else whatever else you can say it's like well there is someone keeping the other people accountable right yeah everybody's watching each other so you got that going for you. If you take that away, they're just... I mean, it's kind of like they say throughout these movies, right? They really would just be animals, right? So I think the the institution of it all is probably worth keeping around. Mm, for sure. And and as they, you know, people repeatedly tell them throughout this, this last one, it's like, you can't do it, John. No one can actually do that. You can't kill literally everybody. This is a fool's errand. You're going to die. Like, there's no chance you, you actually do it. So, like, what are we actually fighting for here, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think this choice here at the end, where you know he doesn't just like throw away his life, right? Because the thing that he, the the realization he comes to at the end of the third movie, right, or throughout it, is like both that he doesn't want to die, right, because he could, and and you know the you know you could almost sort of ask the question of like why doesn't John why doesn't John Wick just succumb to like despair, you know, in the first movie before before the events even really kick off? It's like his wife's died, right? He yeah. clearly cared about her very much. What does he have to live for anymore, right? And, the, you know, when he finally puts it in the words in the third one, it's like, he's he's living for her memory, right? Yeah. Because if he dies, then there's no one to remember her. And that's important to him. And then he also decides that he doesn't want to live the rest of his life as a killer, working for the high table, because that's not the well, memory she would have wanted of him either. So, yeah. he's got to find the balance of somehow, right? Like, he wants to keep going. He doesn't want to just die for no reason, but he doesn't also want to live his life vainly either and just, like... Yeah, be a shithead again for the rest of his life. Right. So, I think this strikes a pretty good balance, where it's like, I can't actually take it all down. So, when he goes out in this one, he goes out on his terms, right? Yeah, at his from his friend. He doesn't kill anyone he doesn't want to. He kills the guy he does want to, right? He's not, wor- he's not doing it for anyone else but himself. And, yeah, he gets to save... You know, he helps his friend. He helps Kane here and make sure that he doesn't go down and his daughter's safe. And he helps Winston get his hotel back. And... Well, ultimately, he, he gets his piece, too. And I yeah. think that's kind of, I think that's fine. Yeah. I think there's a difference between this and, like, yeah, if he had just given up at any point or, like, whatever, killed himself or something. It's not the same. Like, he did live, you know, for his wife for as long as he needed to. And then, but you know, kind of when the opportunity
0: arose, it's like, all right, I think I've had enough. Punch yeah, I, ticket. I've had quite enough of all this. And I think it, yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, mm.
1: it's like, we're, we're going to do a fifth one. I guess going to this one, I really didn't
0: know. I didn't know either. I remember I was thinking the whole movie. I was like, all right, so what's going to happen? Are we
1: doing a John Wick 5? It feels yeah. like a
0: lot. It feels like a lot. And At that point, if we did a 5, I'd be like, this is going to a little contrived because, like, who else is he going to have to kill? Because, like. And
1: again, they get to a point in this one where he, they're hyping him up a bit too much, of like, it's John Wick. He's he's, he's an idea. He's not even a man. He's like, and it's like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of thing. But, like, does that really apply? Because what is the idea? What what is What do you mean by that? Because largely John Wick has, all, has just been a victim of circumstance <laughs> these yeah. past couple movies, right? You know, the first one you make some conscious so- decisions, but then two through f- four have all just been him being, like, dragged back in unwillingly and getting caught up in this whole shit that he didn't want to be a part of any longer.
0: Yeah, just because someone decided to fuck with him, they shouldn't have. He's like, all right, well, I, I gave consequences to them and now we're, now we're square. Mm-hmm. And, and now they're like, well, no. We we all want to do wrong. You everything you've done is because we're so interconnected has set something off. So now now you have to kill all these people for us or against us and all that. So you know, how oh, we there? The killing everybody can't keep doing it. Takes some circumstance.
1: Yeah, I was just saying this. Uh, yeah, yeah, the thing where he's like, oh, you, you know, it's the idea of John Wick, and I was like, that doesn't really connect with me because I don't mm-hmm. think that's what he was about ever. Obviously. I mean, I know that's not what he was about. Like, that's not present in the films. Yeah, this idea that he's trying to be this like symbol or champion of something greater, other than just again, he just kind of fell, you know, ass backwards into all this. He just wants out. So this idea that like, oh, I have to, I have to kill the idea of John Wick, I have to find him on. It's like, what does that mean? Does he have yeah. like followers? Is there people? Is there other people in this whole ecosystem that are like, actually, fuck the high table? Because it feels like the only people who really care are. I don't know, John Wick and the Powery King, maybe the director from the third one would be, but she doesn't show up again, so... Yeah. So there's, like, a a, gonna be some kind of big movement of everyone who's like, actually, fuck the table, we're gonna do some kind of criminal revolution, where we take the power back? That all seems... It just doesn't seem feasible. Yeah, and they... Again, I don't think that's better.
0: (laughs) No, I don't know, and they... And, like, that's how Winston gets the Marquis to agree to the duel, he's like, hey, if you're the man who kills John Wick imagine what you could get with that
1: it's like again i i just at a, some point the i feel like the idea got a little outsized
0: yeah because it's like it's not yeah it's not how it was represented in the first movie regardless of you can be like well mentally they didn't have the idea but it's like i don't know still right right exactly that's that's the thing it's like
1: you you understand why but it's like yeah again in the first one he's just an assassin for like a a mobster in new york and he's a really good one. And again, everyone they there fears him. But the study that he's maybe the best one in the world that like the whole high table knew about in in all these great, you know, crime bosses the world over, no they, they fucking speak of John Wick in hushed tones. It's like, then why wasn't he doing something more impressive? Yeah. You know?
0: Oh, absolutely. So
1: I I kinda feel that way at a certain point. So I think it's probably best that we did finish it here and didn't have a thing where it's like, yeah, John Wick kills the whole high table and becomes some kind of savior for for all criminal kind. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's fucking stupid. No, that's, that's not, ridiculous. I don't think that's anything. Um, So let's... So, okay, overall, what do we think then? Uh, John McFour, chapter four. Longest one by far. <sighs> it, was a, it was a big old movie again. We're doing lots of these, huh? This, yeah. this one also nearly came in at three hours. Uh, and a lot of that just... Pure the action sequences, just... it Pretty much endless. Like, the Osaka yeah. one in particular, I was like, it just keeps
0: going. He's going and going. I didn't mind, I think it, it kept no, it interesting. It's wh- again, that's what yeah. these movies are kind of for.
1: And, and you know, for what turned out to be the conclusion, I think it's, uh, I think it's appropriate to yeah, really... to go big
0: go up with yeah, a bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say maybe one of my... Probably maybe my favorite of, of the tetralogy? tetralogy. Really? The whole tetralogy? I would say. say it's got the... But again,
1: the, the first one has a certain charm to it. Mm. And it's, it does... There is something very... Novel about it? Very novel about it. And, and just being the first one. And just, yeah, it does have a nice container. So, I mean, largely, you could, you know, it could have stayed on its own, right? I think it's obviously written in such a way that there's, you know, obviously more to the world that they, of course, ran with. But, you know, especially, and it's so cool that this franchise has spawned out of this. Because that movie was a success and people liked it. But it wasn't a big success, right? It, um, I was just I was just reading about it because I did look it up. It was like a 20 to $30 million movie. That grossed like less than a hundred at the box office, so no. it didn't break even by that much, even. Yeah. Um, and so you know, the fact that it they committed to it and spawned this whole franchise out of it, it's very cool. But again, there is something quaint and, and nice about the about the more um, like small scale of that story, and I and I think it really does maybe work the best of them without all the stuff that they ended up adding. Um, but yeah, this of of the of the sequels, I think there's there's a lot to like in this one. I really like. We didn't talk about. Um, uh, you know a lot of the specifics in the action other than the big fight but like I, the nunchuck was sick oh yeah really like that and I was like hey I, I feel like they did a really good job of, of showing of using nunchucks in a way that John Wick would use nunchucks mm-hmm. which is both that he's clearly very proficient with them it turns out right yeah he knows how to do do all the fucking like flippy bruce lee moves but most of the time when you're using them he's just wailing on people with them because yeah, that's what john wick's about right yeah, he's just about getting it done it's like that perfect mix where it's like he's very very proficient right he's super quick and slick and smooth with everything he can do with all this shit but also he's if nothing else brutally efficient right yeah he, he doesn't play around at all he's just mm-hmm. there to get it done he'll just you know He's not, like, fancy, he's not running around with a sword slicing people up, you know, doing the, the slick samurai moves. It's like, no, he just runs up and shoots you in the head as quickly as he can.
0: Yeah, or beats you to submission and shoots you in the head.
1: So, it makes sense that if he got a pair of nunchucks, he can do it all, but he's not going to be all flashy Bruce Lee on you. He's just going to start knocking you over the head with him as many times as he can. <laughs> yeah. So, I did like that. And, yeah, overall, I think, I think it's, you know, the, the action was worthwhile. Um, again, I didn't love the... Tracker character, and especially because he kind of amounted to nothing. I mean, I guess he decides to help him in the end, but why? Is it just because the Marquis was such a dick that he was like? I guess his dog like John. Wick? I think because
0: he saved the dog.
1: Yeah, at the end there. Okay, so that that's the culmination of it all, and John Wick likes dogs and stuff. That's the whole thing. So I guess that works. But ultimately, I was like, "What's this guy for?"
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not not really important.
1: Um, I did like Kane.
0: I like Kane. Yeah, I think I think he was because he had like just he was more connection to John Wick. He had more of the th- they had, they they were a dichotomy like there was more to them the tracker guy which is kind of like and there's a third guy yeah he was there to do the the poker scene with the big guy mm-hmm. um which is fine oh, how did how did a Kane know what cards he had How do you I know? have no clue was he did he Stevie Wonder that shit is he not as
1: blind is he not completely blind maybe because he like holds them right up to his eyes maybe he can just make them out then but. He's practically blind. I don't know. He
0: get, I mean, he it's, 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 it says he gave up his eyes,
1: so he wasn't blind the whole time. Well, no, he wasn't, yeah, because um, you can see w- the one part where he takes him off. He's got, like, scars across them, hmm. both in, like, the same kind of way. So, it, yeah, it's clear that they cut him. So, I don't know. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, okay, whatever. If we want to pretend he's, like, this badass martial artist, that's fine, whatever. But, you know, I, I've, I've seen that enough. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. He can the, he can literally read playing cards. That's weird. <laughs> I like the doorbell thing though. That was cool. That was neat. Yeah. I mean, I think the real answer there is that those the cards were all it was all rigged. Mm. He was cheating. Like that's why they all had such you know perfect hands. So I guess that's part of it. But again, how did how would he know which cards to throw back and which cards to keep? I guess I'm not sure.
0: Who knows? Magic of being blind. I guess all of the all those other card related sentences went up.
1: But otherwise, he was cool. Yeah, I liked him. And like you said, I think he had an interesting enough emotional thing. And, he, you know, he's similar to John in that way that, like, he's not a bad guy. Um, he's just kind of a victim of circumstance. And, he's just and, doing and his job. Yeah, and he's very much in the same situation John was, which made their it made it all compelling. Because he's like, I don't really want to do any of this, but, you know, I got to. Because they got me just like they had you. So, mm. what are you going to do?
0: Mm, I, like, I mean, that's when John says most words is to him. He's like, ah, oh, you got my name, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, man, you know the drill. Like, I don't, I don't do this because I want to. I do this because they made me. Mm-hmm. Um. You yeah, got anything else to say about John Wick 4? Um, Better than the last James Bond movie? Yes.
1: No. <laughs> probably not. Very similar, though. I, I did have that thought, I like you said. I mean, maybe... I guess they almost die in a similar way, just kind of like looking off into the sunset. Although, mm. John Wick isn't crushed by like a Hellfire missile, but... Yeah, he doesn't have a disease that'll <laughs> kill everyone he knows. That's fine. Um, they both get little funeral services, which is nice. Um, John Wick's funeral didn't make me shed any tears, though. Not like James Bond's did, which really no. got to me, so... But I did have that thought. I was like, my all my all my childhood action star <laughs> heroes are they're killing them off. They're killing my childhood here, Jack. Tom Cruise is still around. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt's still kicking. But I was like, man, they're chipping away at him. Maybe not First for James long. First James Bond, non Wick. My God. Maybe not for long with this. Uh, they... It would not surprise me if if Ethan, l- Ethan Hunt dies in
0: Dead Reckoning Part Two to set right, it out, it's to two really
1: parts. to really close
0: it up. Yeah, they just gotta kill him. That's the easiest way. Don't give him an actual happy ending, and uh, he has to just die. Yeah. I mean, they, have... they killed. They already killed Iron Man. They did kill Iron Man. They just, like, effectively killed Captain America. Yeah.
1: Who else do I got going for me?
0: They haven't killed Indiana Jones yet, but they might. They might. That's,
1: I was thinking that. That was your thing. I was lying. But this summer, if they kill Indiana Jones, I'm gonna be... Fuck. Did they
0: kill Optimus Prime? i don't give a shit about Optimus, well, I don't do whatever just, you want Optimus i'm plan. trying to name movies that are
1: coming i'm trying to think of a star i'm like who's the most star wars one but i it was kylo ren and they killed him They so, killed kylo ren. Killed him, so I was they like, killed luke the, too yeah but like luke was you know he wasn't he's old as shit yeah. you know it's from like the way i was trying to think i was like which which ones resonate with me although i guess james james bond's old as shit too whatever you get it point is all my favorite characters are dying they're killing them off jack it's, they don't want you they want you shame. dead yeah. They're trying to tell me something, Hollywood is. I don't know what. They're like, God, stop watching action movies. They're killing us. So I just want to talk a little bit um, on the way out about the future of the franchise outside of John Wick himself. So Mm. they've been talking about this series they want to do about the ballerinas since I think the third movie, but I thought before. Yeah. I I could have sworn it was since the second movie or maybe even the first movie they were talking about this spinoff. And only with the third movie did we get this added context of like, oh, I understand what this would be about, right? Right. Because we see the, the theater and the ballerinas and the director and all this. Um and I think at least at one as of one point, um Anna Day Armas was attached. Oh. I don't know what she's up to. Um but that that could be something, I guess. I or I think did I say it's a series or Oh uh, yeah, I think it's a series. I think this one's actually a spin off film. I know the, there's a continental series possibly. Yeah, I was gonna or... say it's continental is, mm. is a spin off. Which could be cool as like, depending on how they wanted to spin that. Yeah. Um I guess you you gotta have Ian McShane, right? And then um, you could just make it you could make it like an uh, anthology, right? Yeah. Just various guests at the Continental, right? There's no reason it needs to be like an overarching narrative about whatever nonsense. Mm. You can and you could even jump around to the different ones, right? What have we seen so far in the actual movies? You see the Morocco one, the New York one, the Rome one, the Osaka one. one, and the Rome one. Is that it? Is that yeah, I guess so. But yeah, you could jump around from you know across the world. I think it'd be cool.
0: They kill the Pope. They could kill the Pope.
1: I guess, although, they, yeah, they, well, Winston has it back now, although Sharon is dead, and unfortunately, because we didn't mention it, but Lance Reddick, passing in real life, yeah, very tragic. they couldn't even reuse him again if they wanted, like, for, for like, you know, different out-of-time sort of things, so mm-hmm. that's a shame, but, yeah, very much so. And then they killed the Osaka guy, but maybe he'd be alright, maybe, maybe the covered. daughter back, do you think, I, I feel like they set up his daughter to be some kind of returning in some some capacity, yeah that's definitely. the feeling i got at least i don't know the fact that she didn't show up again in this movie later on leads me to think like there's something else going at and play there but there's a lot of characters like that i think throughout you know scattered throughout these movies who either living or dead or somewhere in the in between could kind of show up again mm-hmm. i thought that about in in the second one um common and ruby rose they both die in like kind of vague um Sort ambig- of ambiguous ways mm-hmm. where I think either of them could come back. Absolutely. And easily. I kind of expected them to by this point. They obviously did not, but they go- there's another one. Oh, even Zero. I don't know. Any any of these people who get like, oh, I've been stabbed. And then and then, uh, and then John leaves. Then yeah, he goes, all right, see you around. <laughs> I feel like any of those people can make it. I don't know. If John Wick can shrug it off, so can they maybe. Mm-hmm. Although Zero gets got pretty good.
0: Yeah, they get him. But like
1: Common, his whole thing is like, well, the knife's in there. If you don't pull it out, you'll live. So Or you can live. I don't know. Mm, do you do like Oberon type shit, right? So maybe Common lived. I mean, again, we never see him again. But and then Ruby Rose was like, "I'll be seeing you around." And John was like, "Well, no, <laughs> yeah, well, no, you're you're dead." So. But maybe, maybe, so they could roll up again in in some kind of spinoff scenario. Yeah. This says, um, "Ballerie is an upcoming action thriller film directed by Len Wiseman from a screenplay." Blah <laughs> blah. You get it. It's intended to be a spinoff of the John Wick franchise and the fifth installment thereof. Naturally. Um, principal photography began in November of 22. Holy shit!
0: Oh, so they're cooking on this. I might get that next year. This year.
1: Oh shit! Hold on. Hold up. Let me let them cook. It stars Anna De Armas. Okay. Oh, so I guess they. Okay. So she's so, cooking. So they they're making it Damn. with Ian McShane, Keanu Reeves, Lance Reddick, and Angela Houston reprising the roles from previous films.
0: Oh, hopefully Lance. They got Lance Reddick scenes out of the way That would
1: be. Yeah, that'd be very interesting if that actually happened. And Keanu. So oh. I guess they could be doing like. That flashback type suffering. Yeah, maybe we'll suffering. Oh, see. there we go. Um, taking place between the events of Chapter 3 and Chapter 4.
0: Oh, perfect. He'll have more lines, maybe. I doubt it. He's just living in the sewers, <laughs> oh, punching right. mats. He is punching mats. But like John would be like, hmm? Matt, I'm punching the mat right now.
1: So her name's Rooney, a um, ballerina who seeks revenge by hunting the murderers of her family. No, she her. was in the third one. Oh. Hmm. I think she was the one who was doing the, the dance while when John shows up and... The, the director's yelling at her. She's like, God, do it again. That one. But it's not, she wasn't Ana de Armas in that scene. I was going to say,
0: I don't think they'd have for just that. Seems more of a gift. So it. yeah,
1: she's clearly going to be one of the like, she's going to be a weird Russian gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, learns how to be a ballerina and like a murderer, I guess. An uh, assassin ballerina. It's cool, we get it. She gets some coins and shit. Very nice. Yeah, this says, this was his final appearance as Sharon and one of his last screen appearances. Oh shit, Norman Reedus is in it? Oh shit! Fuck yeah, let's that. go. Maybe he's the Boondock Saints guy. Ooh, that'd be good. Feels it feels like same kind of vibe. Oh yeah, carried over. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I didn't know that was so uh, so far in so the well works underway. But yeah, so if that would be that would be great if he if he got to Lance Reddick in particular got to like actually kind of finish that up. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see real quick Continental Series because this one's also been in the works for fucking ever, and it's like, what are we doing? Uh, this one also seems to have some actual movement. Um. It will premiere on Peacock, so I guess they at least bought the rights out for it. Um, the first and third episodes have a director, and Mel Gibson is set to star. Ooh, Wild, interesting. Huh. Okay.
0: Well, what if there'll be a pollen of him uh, disregarding a certain kind of person from during this hotel? There'd be non-assassins.
1: Um, the Continental tells the backstory of how he came into his position as proprietor of the hotel. Now, see, that's not what I want.
0: <laughs> no, that it, means it's back I it mean, there's no, uh, no. Winston we know because he's too old. No, so I guess, I don't know, is Mel Gibson going to be Winston? (laughs) No, I think Mel Gibson might be the guy who owns it before Winston.
1: No, it says the Continental tells the story, the background story of how Winston Scott came to his position as proprietor of the Continental in the 1970s and establishes it as a safe haven for assassins. It explores real world events including the Great garbage, Garbage Strike and the American Mafia's rise to economic power.
0: I guess Mel Gibson is a younger Winston? That's so goofy. I
1: hate when movies have to do that. Yeah. Where it's like, let's take two very obviously grown-ass men and pretend like they're going to grow into each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, someday Mel Gibson will grow up and become Ian McShane. Shut the fuck up. No, also...
0: Do, what they do in Westworld. Exactly, like Ed they Harris. do in
1: Westworld. Fucking someday Jimmy Smith is going to grow up to be Ed Harris. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. He's already real. grown up. He can't grow into Ed Harris. <laughs> when you think about it for more than a minute, you're like, what are we talking about? This is insane. How? What's even the age difference between those guys? It's got to be made up. There's no way. Ian McShane is eighty. That's pretty fucking old, I guess. I didn't realize. Good on him. Jesus.
0: God bless him. So Mel Gibson's only a he's a Spry sixty (laughs) seven. So look at that. Now that's something. That's thirteen years between it grow into each other. Alright, well there you go. Good ass stuff though. I'll watch more.
1: I think it's I really do think it's probably for the best that this this particular section of it all finished up, you know? And then Mm. hopefully deals are good too. And they again they work within the world and they can, you know, do similar stuff, but it's We'll get too bogged down. On their own, yeah, I think so. I think it works. I think that's maybe for the best for everyone. But again, very solid, very solid series here. One of that's my really favorites, it. really, of all time. I would say it's I'm able to put that stamp on it. Ooh. All four done. Nice. We know they're not gonna milk it any longer, really. So you take these
0: four, you can just kind of
1: put them all together, like you said, a nice, a real, a real
0: decent tetralogy here. Absolutely. So we could probably move on from here. I'd say so. Into tech out of that. Into the Mandalorian, do sure. uh, chapter twenty, episode four of season three. uh Is it the found the line. foundling? That's what it is. Mad. So, um, you know, we kind of carry on from
1: where we're at last week. Where Bo Katan's like just part of the fucking covert now. Um, well, I've got some thoughts on it, <sighs> Jack. Don't you? We'll get to it. Uh. So there's like a bunch more, seemingly even more Mandalorians than the last time we saw the covert. They're just sparring it's up like, like fucking weeds. It's weird. It's like they're just appearing. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe, you know, Big now cave. they've established a relatively safe place. They're, they're being able to kind of call everyone back from the, the disparate reaches of the galaxy. But then again, none of these people seem to have ships other than our heroes. So who the fuck knows? Take the space greyhound. Who knows? Maybe. I guess so. That's what Din had to do. So <laughs> yeah. anyways, they're all here. Um, they're hanging out. And, um, they're they're training, everyone's learning how to do things, and, um, Dean gets Grogu in on the action, he's like, this little snot-nosed brat, Ragnar, show him what's up, and he does because he's a Jedi, so he can, or whatever, he's got, you know, the Force, so he can jump around and shit, gets him, that's pretty good, it's a decent scene, like that, and Grogu, apparently people were picking at that, like, well, it's kind of ridiculous, that's exactly what Grogu does, first of all, like the last, you know, last season. Yeah, he, or whatever in the Book of Boa Fit. So he loves jumping around. He that's the thing he trains with Luke. That's for. exactly what Yoda's up to. Like I can't I just can't imagine watching like watching this and being like, it's kind of ridiculous that the Yoda creature's jumping around. What? That's what Yoda does in yeah. all the prequels, you remember?
0: Yeah, when he jumps around with the forest because he loves doing it.
1: That's like his main move. That's his go to. Mm-hmm. There's that like I think it's it might be a deleted scene, but like Yoda Yoda jumps up onto a clone and impales him with the lightsaber. I mean it's it's full on. Hey, he doesn't mess around, dude. No, he's, he's all about it. So, I don't know. It's weird to me to be like, Grog was kind of ridiculous hopping around, don't you think? No? <laughs> no, it's probably normal. Whatever. It's fine. Um, And then Ragnar gets carried away by a big fucking bat monster thing. Because <laughs> there's so many giant monsters that they f- forget are on this planet they live on. Apparently, just h- huge monsters. Just gigantic. And, they,
0: well, and Rag-
1: second time Ragnar's been attacked. It, it's got to be him in particular. Yeah. And I think we, a little bit later on, we find out why that would be. Yeah,
0: it's because he, because he sucks. Because his dad sucks. Yeah, his dad's a big old dickhead. Uh, so then they're like, oh shit, our jetpack suck ass. We can't catch. We never can catch this one. So implying that they keep losing kids, um, or people, or, or people, or just I adults. Mean,
1: and as we see later on, that's very much the case. Yeah, at least one of them has been eaten already. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh uh, good. jetpack fuel. So they're like, oh, rats. Pev.
1: Bo Katan's the only one who thinks like. I have a fucking spaceship, I'll just follow it. And she does, she figures out where it is, but they're like, We gotta be careful because the if we if we spook it, it'll kill the boy out of fear, which doesn't really seem practical because yeah. like they chased it for a while and it didn't do that. And like why would it just kill him out of fear? Like it just doesn't whatever. Who cares? Not that point. Um so they're like, We're gonna go on a mission to save him. And they do that, and then Grogu's gotta stay behind, right? hmm And the Mandalorian uh or not the Mandalorian, the armor is like, Grogu, what's up? What's cracking? You want to be a Mandalorian. You gotta learn some things. We gotta teach you what's up.
0: Let me, let me spit at you a little bit here. Let me, let me spit. Let
1: me cook. So she's she's making the armor she does, and meanwhile she's like giving him like some sagely wisdom. And we do the thing that Din did a bunch in season one, which is while he's sitting there staring into the fires of the forge, he's like flashbacks. flashbacks? Flashback. Trauma. You're forging this this item as you as as my soul has been forged by my past experiences. You say? Oh, wow. oh, huh. interesting. Oh? And so he does. He has a bit of a flashback because she's like, you know, we we like uh, we have to get forged by the metal or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's basically yeah, it's like exactly what he says. Yeah. Um. In and, and so he remembers a thing that forged him basically, which is um, well, Jack. By God, if it isn't just yet another order sixty six scene, which
0: can't get enough of them.
1: Well, another thing to add to the supercut, huh? Oh, I yeah. showed you that before. Right? Yes, <laughs> super cut of all the canon, as well as uh, if you there's one I think that has the deleted scenes as well. But it's if you add up like between the Padmatch, the Clone Wars, now this Rebels Book of at Bola all, Fett, Kenobi, maybe Rebels. I don't I think so. And obviously just Attack, uh, Revenge of the Sith, as well as the deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith, where they you know they cut out about half the Jedi deaths. You know. Oh
0: yeah, feels gratuitous. That's okay. kids. Oh.
1: I think we're getting there, yeah. I, we, we watched this one together, and I uh I was getting a bit upset. It, like, re- it really gets me yeah. no down. It's no, no especially good. Especially because, you know, like, lots of them were literal children. I mean, it's it's so weird how, like, stuff like that works. Because it's Star Wars, right? And there's a certain level of camp to it all, and there's a certain level of, like, goofiness. But then you, I mean, and so I just feel like maybe a lot of other people don't really appreciate that. I mean, I'm not saying I think about it often either. I mean, most of the time it is just stars. But then if you really do... You put the thought into it, she's like, yeah, but the implication of all that is just, it's Sad. just terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, really upsetting. It's really no good. We do it again. We're doing the uh, Order of 66 scene. So, um, we, we basically just see the, the same sort of thing that we saw a glimpse of in the Book of Boa Fett, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess he's more willing to confront it now. So, it's a bunch of Jedi, and they're, they're fighting off the clones. Um, and they, they're like, all right, we got to get them out of here, right? So there's, like, four of them there, and they, they, they're they dropping one by one. Because well, as soon as Order 66 happened, all the Jedi became real bad at blocking the laser bolts.
0: Yeah, they we were like, oh, no.
1: Or maybe other, whatever, canon explanations. Who knows? They did not want to hurt the
0: clones or something? They want, yeah,
1: they couldn't do it. Like, they were too surprised. Maybe the clones are better at figuring out how to kill a Jedi because they know. Because they know other, you know. Other tricks. Yeah, exactly. Because they worked so closely together. Something nefarious and upsetting like that. <laughs> yeah. So they get them real good and they then they get them out to um to to the Jedi they're they're working towards, who is uh fuck, what's his name now? I forgot. Is it Kellen? It's Kellen, right? It's I think. Kellen Beck? Yes. Um, we got to this Jedi Master, Kellen Beck, who is a pre existing character. Um and he's that he's, he's in that kind of category that a lot of these Mandalorian sort of cameos have fallen into, which I really appreciate, which is characters who are like they're known, they're pre existing, but they're not well super known. well known, and so to a lot of people, they're going to come across as largely just new um, inclusions, right? Like mm. they may as well just be a new character. But for people who are in the know, it's a real, it's a real treat, which I like. You know, it's the same thing as like your fucking oh uh, black cursantin or like obviously Cobb Vance, like that kind of that kind of thing, where it's like we'll bring someone in from something obscure, like a book or a comic or whatever. In this case, um, this character r- originates from a. YouTube, uh, game show, YouTube kids game show, <laughs> where, um, uh, when well, it's, we didn't mention this yet, but he's portrayed by, um, Ahmed Best, who was Jar Jar in the prequels, um, and that has got to do this a couple times since, including in here, which I think is a great, yeah, great thing. I think it's cool for him. Um, the <coughs> community has largely been really positive about this. Oh, Kelleran, not that's his yeah. name, Kelleran. Um, which is cool, right? There's been a kind of an outpouring of support for him in recent years, because everyone was like, you guys are shitty, right? Mm-hmm. I think a big effect of it, really, is just the simple fact that... Using um, <laughs> the prequels. Well, in yeah, in, in the same effect that has happened to all the prequels, right? Which is that all the, you know, grown-ass men who are real salty about the prequels when they came out, well, they're still salty, but they're even growner. <laughs> and even now. older. And um, all the kids who grew up loving them and, and are big fans of the prequels are... Adults now, and they still just love him. Who wait so. the sequels now? Yeah, exactly. And so the cycle continues. But so, just in general, right? The the kind of opinions have switched shifted on the prequels to be more positive. So he doesn't have nearly the hate, and especially because regardless of whether you like him or not, even that's all kind of inconsequential to mm-hmm. the amount of uh, of hate he was getting for a while there, right?
0: And he's talked about that publicly recently. So I think yeah. it's great that they were like.
1: We'll just make him a fucking Jedi. Yeah,
0: it'd be cool. Who cares? And a really important Jedi who like saves Grogu. Yeah,
1: it turns out in this, yeah, he's really notable. He's a, he saves a you know beloved fan favorite Grogu,
0: um, yeah. which is
1: cool. And we don't we don't see the much of this beyond they outrun some gunships.
0: They're just firing on him in Coruscant. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Yeah, because it's like, oh, he's a Jedi, metal mask off for of the Empire. Uh, and they meet up with some Naboo security forces, yeah, who are l- which is really interesting. These
1: guys are real chads. I, I mean, we don't get much outside of them. Like, I'm I'm kind of curious about all this. I, I wonder how much you know more in depth any of this will get explored. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really am fascinated to to see if we can get more of this because it's like he's he's still, they're his friends, which is cool and all. Um, but man, they they like they lay out on their lives for them, right? Yeah. I mean, those guys, <laughs> the clones, fucking kill those guys. Yeah, all of them are dead um so that's that's wild and like what is he close with like does he know padme or anything right is it is that kind of connection mm-hmm. because you know they they're they have a Nubian yacht which is like one of the fancy royal starships right it's one of the ones padme uses in episode three so you're like what is this what's going on um and they they make it into space and they, they get to jump away right? right that's where this ends here so they both survive i kind of thought that like at some point in the sequence, Kelleran would bite it, and it would just be Grogu makes it out. But they, they make it out together. So I'm interested to see how you know how that goes. Like how long did they end up together? Where mm-hmm. obviously what what ended up befalling Kellaran or not. But I I feel like
0: we'll get that probably. Yeah, this, this season. I'm couple, thinking so. We, yeah, it's kind of set up that way because he's gonna probably hopefully get more Mandalorian. And yeah, so he gets more Din's again. footsteps of the trauma.
1: Exactly, like the Din thing. Every time he watches a thing, the the the, the forging, he'll remember a little yeah oh and also just cool in general though seeing i mean as much as the order 66 stuff is upsetting it's always cool to see the live action clones again yeah, yeah. a lot of love Timir morrison again doing oh the yeah voice. he did the voice he was cool i love love hearing that that's great uh very very fun stuff oh yeah we saw live action uh v-wings which is cool you know we've been seeing those a lot in the bad bash because it's very similar <coughs> similar time frame so cool seeing them here as well mm-hmm. like a v-wing uh but yeah, that's... I mean, did not expect that this week. Just out of nowhere. I, no, I, mean, say. I mean, who could have? But really cool. Again, that's like... That's one of the deepest cuts they've made thus far, I think, in terms of bringing a character into live action, right? Yeah. How could you... I I don't even know if I would necessarily believe that he was a fucking canon type thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just a, just a made-up name on a game show. And they're like, you know what? Come on in. Yeah, good enough. <laughs> You're going to save everyone's favorite character.
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you every, feel about that? Everyone's going to be loved. And then they all, like... Can't take that away from him, no matter what.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, that's sick. He's, he's the one who saved Grogu. And, and uh, Stars Explained did a great video on this and all, but, you know, because his character prior to this, his whole thing was that he was a teacher and stuff, that makes perfect sense that he's the type of guy who would save the younglings. Yeah, save the younglings. Which is really, again, it's it makes me, like, sad and really quite upset, because it is like, man, he didn't save them all, did he? No. But, fuck, like he tried, I guess. Jeez. It's,
0: gave like, it's it, so dark. Give it the old college try. It's really dark, man. Yeah. I don't know. They give he get, then Grog gets a, a rondel. I don't I'm not from, I don't really know what that is. She sat she solders some of it. They always do that with all these Mandalorian pieces. There's like
1: weird shit on the inside and it's not clear what most of it does.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's basically it just looks like a big old medallion with the head of that rhino thing that they get in uh, she's in one. Mudhorn. mudhorn Um so yeah, that's, that's their clan. They're the Mudhorn clan. Right, that's true. Uh so that's whatever. And then Bo-Katan her with Din and Pav Vizsla and the other hunting party get out. I wrote to close to the nest. And they head to an outcropping. And they're like, I will rest here under the night for the night. And then tomorrow we'll climb the cliffs to not always the creature of our presence. So they will, like, get Ragnar back. And when they're there, they all are sitting their campfire. They're going to eat. And bo like, all right, then how the fuck do we <laughs> eat with each other if we can't take off our helmets? And he's like, oh, we don't. We just go off. And sits we all go
1: hide in, the corner, in our own respective corners. In the
0: dark, because it's dark, so we just go sit in the dark and eat alone. And so, she's like, what the fuck? I mean, fuck? this is no good, right? No, it's, it's very strange.
1: So, you know, there's a lot of stuff this episode, and this is a lot of the discourse around this one, too, which is like, oh, it, it's kind of making it out like it's not so bad, right? Mm-hmm. Between the last episode and this one, it feels like we're they're kind of consistent in that, like, I don't know, it's not such a bad thing. Bo-Katan's kind of enjoying it, right? She's, yeah. Uh, you know, which is makes sense for her character, right, on some level, in the stuff we've talked about for her this season, is that, like, she's she's clearly kind of, um you know, listless, and, like, she needs something or somewhere to belong and, and people and stuff. So it makes sense that she would f- find comfort in this, but at the same time, I kind of imagine the other shoe's going to drop at some point. She's going to realize this isn't really what she wants. Right? Yeah. Not you're... this directly. And I was really hoping by now that Din would, like, himself be waking up to the reality of this, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I sent you a, a, a tweet that I saw this week from Still Saunders, who's got a great Star Wars podcast, um, and he talked about how, as of uh, even before this week, like, in some ways it feels like they've uh, they're really kind of reestablished the status quo as it was in, like, I don't know, season two? The beginning of season two, almost, even? Like, mm-hmm. we've really kind of undone some of the progress between the thing that we've talked to death, right, with the way they did in the book, Boa Fett, but just... Some of the other decisions they've even made since, which is that Din is completely committed back to doing the helmet-on thing, right? Which, for a lot of people, it felt like the season two finale was, you know, a com- like a commitment by him to move away from that, right? Was a right. realization where he's like, listen, I had to do this thing, and the rules tell me I shouldn't, but I did it because I love my son, and, like, it was more important to me in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't last, like, because he's just like, actually, I guess that was the wrong thing to do. Whereas I've... You know, me and a lot of people thought they what was going to happen is he'd be like if that was the right thing to do. These rules are wrong because why should rules exist that stop me from doing stuff like this, right? Yeah, from connecting with my son like that. Like, but again, that I don't know. He's not thinking about it critically anymore. He, his first thing was to be like, actually, I need to get w- right back in the good books,
0: yeah, and so I can train my son to be Mandalorian as well. So I
1: don't know, man. I don't love it. Like, yeah. And again, I thought that the trip to Mandalore and realizing that they're lying to him would be... And this is, again, the discourse is all about, like, are they really that bad of a cult, right? They seem to take care of each other, more or less. And it's like, yeah, that's true sometimes. Also, sometimes they don't, though, right? Yeah. They were ready. To, they were pretty quick to cast him out. <laughs> as
0: soon as he didn't... As soon as they may have broken the rules.
1: And it's like, I, I just... I don't know. Like, they... We know they lie. They've lied to him, right? Either intentionally or otherwise, but her insistence that Mandalore was poisoned and you couldn't return was bullshit well, it was just wrong yeah and again this their rules are clearly like set up in such a way that they prevent you from forming like close relationships outside of the group, the group which is like i think a pretty big hallmark of actual like cults right
0: yeah mm-hmm. they, they work you to death and she can't do anything else and so they,
1: they keep you in yeah in this situation where it's like din's and again we've directly seen this where his interpersonal relationships with other people are Directly, you know, harmed by his adherence to these rules, right? Mm. Whether it's Grogu or the um, the widow, who I can't remember from episode four. Episode four. It's the same kind of thing of like, you know, I can't. I have to follow these rules, and so I can't form meaningful connections with the other people outside of this. Mm. So I, you would think that would all resonate with him by now, and he'd be like, "Actually, I feel like this isn't the move." But it's again, it's not happened yet. I don't know. I guess we could be wrong, right? I mean, I don't know. You and I have been consistent in being like, I don't think these are the good guys. And I think... And maybe they're not even as evil as I've been fearing, right? And right maybe yeah. they're not... Maybe she's not fucking Rook cast or whatever. Hmm. But they're still, at the very
0: best, they're misguided, I think. Yeah, they, they got the wrong idea. they are yeah. gone too far in some places. They've
1: gone too far. And there's no reason we couldn't change that. So I don't know. Whether it becomes a thing of like, hey, I think you guys are completely, yeah, wrong and out there and they something happens that reveals the armor for for being more nefarious than she is or even if it's just hey we should change some of these things a little bit but I again I do think it makes enough sense that as of right now Bo-Katan's character would be on board with it mm-hmm. because she just needs that kind of belonging at, at the moment but anyways they they do it she gets to sit by the fire because she was the war pack leader whatever they said so that's cool
0: <laughs> Takes your helmet off we get to see her face then the next day they climb up with no problems at all you get to the nest Thing's uh, not even there. It's just no. a little baby, a little gross.
1: But then it shows up, and they, they so they end up following it with their jetpacks, anyways, which kind of made made the whole the whole climb feel a little redundant. Yeah, it is a little bit, but that's all right.
0: Uh, um, she loses a piece of her armor. Bo-Katan does, um, and they end up saving Pavizla, who got captured by the beast, and his son Ragnar. At the end, the big this big bad dragon monster gets eaten by the big crocodile dinosaur monster
1: because they kind of knock it out of the sky, and it lands in the water for a minute, and it eats him. Because there's always a bigger fish. Always a bigger fish. Um, so yeah, they come back and it's pretty exciting because they're like, oh, you saved that kid. He didn't die like the last one. That's sick. You, you, did a, you did a fucking great job by us. Hey, there. They bring back the the babies, which is weird because it's like, what are those going to do? But fine. To ride them, maybe? I guess. But he, she calls them foundlings. I mean, surely those don't count. Foundling's a pretty nebulous term, maybe. I mean, Grogu, I feel like, is already kind of... Pushing the limit. Oh, yeah. Hmm? You can't really speak. It's like a 50-year-old baby who's going to outlive all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's here
0: is going to be, like, dead before this kid can, like, talk. <laughs> and by the time this kid is, like, middle-aged, 500 years will have passed or something. But, hey, whatever.
1: So, bringing back just some, like, you know, seemingly unintelligent bat monster things is, like, really, I feel like, stretching the stretching the definition there.
0: But, whatever.
1: Hmm. I guess they would know. But, like, bo you did so good. This is very great. You get um, yeah. your prizes. You get a new armor.
0: <laughs> yeah. She puts the Mythosaur on there, and she's like, armor, I saw the Mythosaur. She's like, oh, and it gets a good vision. She's like, no, I saw it, and it's real. And she just says, mm, it's, this is the way, mm-hmm. um, which feels, she's not giving an answer, which feels that might tie into what we want to happen, mm-hmm. of her being, like, even not evil, but, like, an antagonistic force. Yeah. She seems like she doesn't believe her and is like, no, did you see it? And then she's like, alright, I'll accept it and see where this goes, kind of thing. That's the vibe I kind of got.
1: She's the one who tells us in, I think it was in the Book of It's itself, right, where that that there's like this ancient Mandalorian legend about the Mythosaur that will like reunite the people or whatever. Mm. Um, and so, I don't know, do you think like, do you think Bo-Katan is invested in the Mythosaur because of Din or because of herself? Like, do you think she... she thinks that's significant for her, or do
0: you think she associates it with Din? Or, you know... I think she associates it more with herself, because I think she might see it as a way to get back her glory. I kind of think so, too. Because if she rides a mythosaur, that kind of, like, legitimizes her stance. It's like, well, I got this thing we all thought was gone. I'm like Mandalore, the first Mandalore. Which, again, I, we've definitely,
1: I definitely don't think that they will be antagonists to each other, or at least not mostly, or mm-hmm. largely. I don't know. Um, but I do think, especially because Din doesn't want it at the moment, it wouldn't really cause that much friction for her to be like, maybe I should try, try again because of the mythosaur and stuff. Right. Um, because yeah, Din didn't even see it and I doubt would believe it if he, you he could. I mean, he's, yeah. he's iffy enough about the whole dark saber situation, but I, I think my thing could be that maybe the Armorer is, has got the same idea and she could use it to make herself kind of ruler if that's what she was into. Right. Mm hmm. Which would kind of play up to, like, why she told everyone not to go there and it was poisoned. Because if she knew that there was... Oh, I mean, they there, that she could, like, yeah, use to her advantage. She would... She'd be kind of cagey about it. So, I don't know. Interesting. But, again, mm-hmm. overall, Bo-Katan seems to be settling pretty well. And, like, even to the point where she's deferring to the armor at points in this, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, do you think I could... Uh... Do you think I could put the skull in my armor? And she's like, Yeah, sure. And he's like, Oh, cool. That'd be like, that'd uh, be really cool. That's kind of what I'd like. Thank
0: you. Thanks. I appreciate
1: that. And it's like, Oh, Catan, you were like Princess. <laughs>
0: what happened to you?
1: You're like the best Mandalorian that we've seen pretty much on screen. You're the only one who's made it through like three series now?
0: <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a good track record. Four of you got the book well fit. Is she in that one though? Oh, I guess she's not. I thought she was. I don't know why I thought she was.
1: No, I don't think so
0: i have thrown everybody in there. I just assumed she'd show up somehow. You've appeared in three distinct styles. That's a that's a rare feat. And you're all the same actress still.
1: Even rarer. Even rare. Never. I don't think it's ever happened actually. Not once. Wow. So that's pretty good. Good for her. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Again, we we talk about this is her whole thing. She's trying to belong. She's trying to f- find herself, and and clearly she is inspired by like the commitment these people have to the ideals and like you know, she really, she lost those in a big way, and I think she's kind of overcorrecting at the moment to be like, oh yeah, I'm into it again. I mean, I believe, and, and again, maybe she'll kind of temper it back down and, and find some kind of middle ground here or what, but I I want to talk about the big sort of criticism that I see, I've seen levied against this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Despite all the cool stuff that we did see, and then again, the flashbacks, Grogu I think is the highlight. People are kind of arguing, um, about this episode and then the season as a whole, that like it's a little aimless in terms of what what do we think the plot is. And I've seen kind of arguments back and forth in in each direction, but I I don't know. I I do think there's a little bit of merit to that. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
0: I would certainly agree. Uh, I think at one because it's just the first episode, we were like, "What's why are we doing all these fetch quests?" In the second episode, they kind of took off running. They're like, "No, we're back on Mandalore. We got it." And now these episodes, it's like, but so what are we doing with that? Right? Yeah, have been just kind of like, and we're back to this. We'd like hit the brakes hard and pull the brain all the way back into just and single episode. They have to do a thing with the Mandalorian somehow. And, and again,
1: I understand that this is character stuff for these two characters, but I just don't know where where is that. What is it building towards? Mm-hmm. What are they doing with this? What is because like, even with Bo Katan here, right? We're developing her, we're fleshing her out, but what is her goal? Is it to get the man, the the mythosaur, and try to? Get, reassert her claim once again. Yeah, get the Darksaber from Din. You know, we kind of thought that's what Din was going towards. Like he's the reluctant hero very much right now. But when are we gonna kind of progress that towards? When's he gonna know, start being the hero? Yeah, less less reluctance, right? When yeah. is that gonna? When's that shift gonna kind of happen? Because, um, you know, I I kind of rail against that uh characterization in the second episode, but now with a couple more under our belt, I can understand where people are saying that like. Bo-Katan is getting a lot of the focus now, where, like, Din didn't do much of note this week, and we didn't move him forward very much. So, I don't know. I, I kind of see some of it, to, to an extent. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy this episode or I'm really bothered by it, but, I yeah, I don't think I can really... No, without merit. Yeah, argue strenuously against it either. So, I don't know. I mean, we don't have, like, an overarching goal or threat in the same way that we've had in previous seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Like in in season one, it was like there's someone out there who wants Grogu, right? And that was our threat. Season two, the goal was to find them and, and link him up with a Jedi. And this one, we don't—I don't know what it is, right? We again, we kind of thought that like, oh, is maybe is it going to be him trying to clean cleanse himself? But again, he crank that out episode two. So I don't know, man. Again, I'm enjoying the the rides more or less so far. And again, there's enough like standout stuff in this episode to make it worth it to me, but. I do, I do think I I could do with a little bit more like you know plot stuff as well. Yeah,
0: we're, we're midway through the season, right? That was four. yeah. That's this is so a halfway it, mark, That's so. especially like if we're kind of aimless halfway through, how are we going to end it? What's what's John Favreau's supposed plan he's got for uh, season four? Yeah, I don't know. Like, where are we going here?
1: Well, because between the last season and, and stuff, we kind of thought we were going strong into like a this overarching like kind of connect this. These series and stuff, and with the on the horizon here, it's like we're building towards this Grand Emerald Throne thing potentially. And and how mm. is this all going to work? Um, I I gotta imagine there's still some more Imperial stuff to to be fleshed out this season. Yeah. Um. Again, we've seen them a couple times, and and we had the whole episode last week tying into something or another. Um.
0: That was most of the episode.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I I suppose there is still a chance that that was like something of something that will be more relevant towards, say, Ahsoka. Like, maybe that was kind of a backdoor pilot, pilot, or whatever you'd call it, or, or just, you know, a bit of a... Introduction to it? Yeah, connective tissue to that, more so than it's going to be directly relevant to this season of this show. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I I think if next week is another episode where there's hanging out on, on this planet with the Covert just chilling, I don't think I would love that.
0: Yeah, I think... uh we need to get some forward progression here, sooner than later.
1: Again, whichever way that is. I guess it, it really is kind of like, what is what is this show about at the moment? I mm-hmm. think it's about these two and they're, you know, being Mandalorians. But, like, is that really it? Is that enough? Yeah, what does that mean? It's just them kind of chilling and, and, and finding themselves. It's nice, but...
0: For how long? Right. We'll yeah. see. Something to think about. Something something to chew on. A little bit of food for thought. Absolutely. So, you can act attack out of that probably into uh, The Bad Batch, episode 14, The Tipping Point. Uh, this is a pretty good episode of The Bad Batch, I'd say. No, a really solid one. Yeah, I abso- agree. absolutely. Uh, we start off with Crosshair or we start with Echo? Uh, don't we cross out? Yeah, we start with Echo. Okay. We start, we with-, start with like a prison right. situation. Uh, we got some clones being transported on a prison ship. and I look around. They're being taken somewhere we don't know. We assume probably where... Jesse Simmons, scientist man, is uh, yep, doing yep, Mount,
1: uh, Mount Tanis there.
0: Mount Tanis. Uh, and then uh, Tannis, Echo, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, a ship appears to stop this Imperial transport. And it's Echo and the fellows with Fireball and some other clones. Same as I forget, who, but she says one of the others. Um,
1: well, one of them is. Uh, Fireball. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. The commando. Um, Gregor.
0: Gregor. All right. And uh, so there's a fourth one, I think. No, there is. I, I definitely don't know all their names, though. That's fine.
1: But, yeah, this is kind of a... I was surprised. I, was excited. I, I don't know... Yeah. My, it's so funny. We've talked about this before, but every time the new the, the other clones show up, it's still so exciting to me, which is so goofy. Mm. Because they're all just deeply fake. Yeah, faked. it's all the same guy's voice so over funny. and over again. It's so funny how every time they get me, though, I'm like, oh, it's Gregor! And this one is, is fun, because it's, it's a bit of a who's who, because we have Gregor and we have Echo coming back i don't know it's it's cool i don't know why i didn't consider that like he would be working with even more clones that it wasn't just going to be echo and rex mm. of course why not have the whole team right no i thought it was cody for a second but it's not cody no not quite um but even just the guys they're saving um one of whom is hauser who yes. has become very much like a fan favorite after last season right mm-hmm. even though he had only a couple appearance couple episode appearance um run there he's like kind of beloved he's got cool armor i mean he's He's just got it cool appearance wise for sure. Everyone right. loves his hair. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, he's got like turquoise markings which is cool. It's always fun to get different colors and shit. Again, like I said, he's kind of a fan favorite. I don't know. He he took off for some reason. Just cause everyone loves clones. Everyone loves different clone designs. We're all into it. Oh yeah. Anyone who loves, Makes you know, unique. yeah, who like the clone wars and and stuff or Always going to latch on to interesting clone designs. I
0: like the both the imperial ship and the clone ship. I thought they're both
1: yeah. So, so this is um, used in Rebels a lot. Yeah, this ship, um, and we see one in the Mandalorian season two. Hmm. This is a Gazanti class cruiser, I think. Um, it's interesting that they already have this because in a lot of pretty much everything else, we are still using um, Republic stuff, right? Mm. Wings and and Venators um, and things. So it's interesting that this is like already you know this is imperial i think from the ground up and it's already uh, you know getting cranked out so but yeah we they, they do a rescue mission they get all the clones off and they try to get some data and stuff which is cool <laughs> it's cool to see what they were up to
0: yeah they get some encrypted data they take the clones back to coruscant they're like hey, which f- i love
1: i love this i love this idea that we're like saving clones oh, uh, yeah. even on like an individual level even even if it's only three at a time like this really does feel like it's worthwhile for mm. Echo, I understand why he was like into this, and I was like, "Fellas, <laughs> yeah, we're doing, okay, we're doing more. We're doing like this is so much better than doing the bullshit odd jobs for Sid, right? Yeah. It's saving, literally saving their brothers. And I, and I know that you know, it, it totally makes sense, um, why that like this resonates so much more with Echo, than maybe the other ones because Echo remembers what it was like to be a Reg, right? Even though he's kind of been changed and, and all that, and, that's and horrible, the... unspeakable ways, <laughs> and that's like." his whole arc in the Clone Wars Season 7 there, and that's, you know, that's why he left to join the Bad Batches, because he doesn't really fit in anymore, but he still clearly has a, a greater connection to the Regs than the rest of the Batch, because mm-hmm. they've been outcast their whole lives. Um, so it makes a lot of sense to me that this would be important to him, and that he would he would be doing this, and it's cool, I think.
0: Oh yeah, uh, talk about how the cl- they when they get him out, they have a successful mission, they get all three of them, right, Rise of Vendor shows up, I uh, talk about how, like, uh, the ones they rescue, like, yeah, you know, there are three. there's three of us now, but there used to be eight of us. We don't know where they're taking us. The clones don't come back. They're not decommissioning us. They're taking us somewhere. We're all getting charged with disobeying orders. It's mm-hmm. all the very same trumped-up charges. Um, it's fake news, Jack. It's, it's fake news. Frankly, Meatball, the Meatball Emperor <laughs> says tricks again. <laughs> um, and then we cut from okay for this well they go they're they're like you said they're on coruscant we right. see another
1: appearance from oh. rio tucci which is cool mm. she's helping oh, right. them out like directly which is really cool i like that love these characters I, I love i've said this before like when we talked about kenobi this came up um i don't know I, I think it's really cool the idea of these characters who are not like soldiers and fighters necessarily they're not taking it head on and especially in this era right which we everyone we like to call the Dark Times, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the era between, like, when... Before the Rebellion really picks up in a meaningful way and is able to, to directly face the Empire. And the Empire is consolidating control, and, well, largely they have it. Um, and there's not much people can do, but there is things they can do. And I really like the idea that, like, you take these normal characters, like, in the path in Kenobi, right, where they're not... Again, they're not fighting, but they're just helping. They're doing what they can. I like that. I like that a lot. The idea that like it's these sort of quiet acts of resistance that are able to you know keep it all going long enough where you know we eventually can build up a real genuine rebellion and stuff. Oh, and we, we we got a return of the uh the cyanide tooth electrical shock yeah the brain shocky thing. tooth which crazy they're already issuing those out and yeah. dudes are just willingly biting down on them yeah couldn't wouldn't be me Jack yeah I'd be like I'll tell you what you want to know. I'm like three months into this umpire gig, and and some clones, you know, capture my ship. I'm not biting the zappy tooth. Come on, yeah, are you kidding me. We've barely gotten started here. Jesus, I I'd just tell them, and then they wouldn't kill me because they didn't kill anyone else. Maybe they'd kill me though, because the the rest of the guys were clones. Oh no, but they didn't kill the stormtroopers or anything, right? Yeah, they, they were stunning everyone. So I'd be like, listen, if I just tell them, they'll just stun me and leave me, and then the and then the. When the boss shows up, I'll just be like, I didn't tell him anything. (laughs) I couldn't. We raced all the banks like you told us to. Mm -hmm. We completely followed protocol, and they stunned me, and those bastards. But I didn't say a word, and they'd be like, all right, checks out.
0: Checks out fair enough. Uh, And then we get Crosshair after this, right? That's right, yeah. And he's getting tortured with the big interrogation droid.
1: Mm, Not having a good time to
0: Crosshair is. Uh, um, Dr. Hemlock. Was it Hemlock? Yeah. Finally. Kind of, kind of name right uh Hemlock is like tell me where Omega is give it give her to me she's an imperial property she doesn't even belong to you it's like yeah
1: and he's like no I don't like this
0: <laughs> he's like I don't like this and also I don't know I don't know where they are I couldn't tell you he goes alright obviously he couldn't like yeah I hate this it's one of the
1: dumbest things in any media there's gotta be a TV trips page for it when she's like tell me where they are and it's like it's so rare that someone can actually ever tell you where someone is right mm. he can give you a general idea maybe But it's just like I don't know. I wasn't with them. I'm here. How could
0: I know where they are? I'm not tracking them. It's always so weird to me. Especially, Especially,
1: it's such such a common thing to be like, get a guy and be like, tell me where that person is. It's just like, how could they know? Especially someone like Crosshair, who's just—he's been with you guys for like I don't know a year now. mm -hmm. While the Bad Batch was off, separate, he stuck with you. He was doing genuine missions. I mean, unless you've, unless you're deciding to doubt his whole track record up until now. He was he was a company man for a while there until yeah. so you guys really did him dirty and pushed him too far as your well that's as you want to do isn't it? Of course. Never leave good enough alone. But like, how is he gonna know? Whatever. It's not important, is it? Really? Not, no, not that, really. Not to them. So he's like, "Tell us, we'll get you." And Crosshair. He he uh he stages a mildly successful escape here, where oh, yeah. at the very least he's able to get a message out to that badge, which is really like I was like, "All right, Crosshair's like fully come around," I guess. And he's like, cool. oh,
0: God, maybe being nasty was awful the whole time. No. All it took,
1: yeah, all it took was him being, you know, captured oh, and tortured, I guess, to really come around, Really? Come to see senses, it, but
0: hey, s- you know, s- see the light. S- better, you know, better late than never. Yeah, better get tortured than never to come around at all. Something like that. Uh, so he tries to get it out, and then he just ends up getting tortured more. He's like, oh, God, we get tortured more, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. They gas him. Yeah, they gas him the first time. Um, it's, we... Uh, what is it hemlock is talking to tarkin yeah, yeah. and it's like oh yeah the, the clone, no one knows where i am no one knows about this just give me the clones and i'll do what i can tarkin's like all right but this is we just. is this seems stupid i don't really want to do this anymore you better have a good reason you're doing this tell me about it later he's like okay um and then after we do the crosshair stuff this is kind of undercut we cut back to the Bad Batch on their little vacation island.
1: A vacation island.
0: Mario Sunshine esque vacation. Very nice. Um, they're, they're helping all, out. They're all helping out. They're fishing. Meaningful, you know, contributions.
1: Nice members of the community. Yeah.
0: Really helping out. Stand up fellas. That's right. Tech is teaching Omega uh, how to fly. And he's like, God, I, this is terrible. You're the teenage driver. Yeah, anymore. like
1: any parent. Exactly. Teaching their teenage kid how to drive. It's just a nightmare.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Echo shows back up. And he's like, "Tech buddy, I need your thing." Text like, "I don't even want to say hello to you. I'm right on this. I'm, on this I'm, so, in- I'm so
1: invested. Love uh, a challenge. Love a computer challenge. I love it.
0: It's all i all about." He loves it. And then after doing so, he's like, he basically tells us everything that we already know. He tells them everything we saw with Crosshair. He's like, Crosshair tried to reach out to us. He's been captured. And they're like, "Hmm, tempting, but you think he's gonna fucking capture us again or try to kill us?" They're like, "Maybe. We can't really say for sure." We literally cannot be certain. Yeah, we we can't know. We couldn't know. Which I mean, yeah,
1: he's he's uh not made it easy to trust him. Obviously, no, no, quite duplicitous. But yeah, that's that's where it's at. I'm like, well, we know where he is, and we know what they're likely doing to him. Um, which I mean, I guess we're well, they know that they're they know it's not nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even we don't exactly know what's going on yet, right? Yeah. Like, whatever's going on with this gas, it's or there was something with the gas where he's like, this. I, I've built up an immunity to it, but it gets you, which seemed weird to me. I thought the explanation was going to be that he engineered, like, a gas that works specifically on clones, because they all share the same DNA, so it'd be easy to do. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not exactly what happened, but I I don't know if he's trying to force compliance somehow or something. Um, I mean, it's obviously a very similar idea to the, the inhibitor chips, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it would be a little bit redundant if they are doing it, but Maybe that's that's what it is, um or something I don't know yeah we 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 really I don't think we can ascertain exactly what he's trying to do with these experiments here, other than obviously he thinks somehow they'll they'll make crosshair reveal what he wants to know, so
0: yeah, he'll break down um how to find omega, uh but yeah, was it two episodes left though,
1: yeah, it' be two, so I guess a breakout actually, crosshair I don't know. is it a are
0: they both next week? Is it like a two-part finale?
1: Which Ooh. would kind of make sense. Like, this was a lot of a setup, so then we could do a two-part... Punch to, ...to close it out here, which is... I called it a few weeks back, Jerry. Oh, certainly. After Crosshair got captured, that, like, okay, so the finale's going to be them breaking them out.
0: Oh, yeah, it had to be. Which is great. I love that.
1: I love that we're going to get the, the family back together, more or less.
0: Getting the gang back together. It'll God bless nice. them.
1: It'll be nice. It's been too long. And he's come to his senses, and he's, and he's cool again, so we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That's what we wanted at the end of last season, but he wasn't ready. But now he is, so that's all right. We'll be cool. He's back on the saddle. He's totally cool and not a Nazi now, so.
0: Yeah, he's been reformed. He's an anti-Nazi.
1: Which is all right. I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, takes takes some people a little bit longer, all right? Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: better late than never, like I guess, yeah, yeah,
1: you know? Which not, not, you know, doesn't always apply to Nazis. Sometimes, it's just. They're terrible all the way down. It's too late, but uh, (laughs) because this is a TV show. I'm willing to give, because it's a TV show about a fictional universe, and it's Star willing give, Wars. Willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, for sure.
0: No, after people here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's right. Uh, let's see, real yeah. quick.
0: Let's see real quick before we end here. No, we get, what what
1: are we? This is fourteen. We need fifteen.
0: Yeah, fifteen, sixteen.
1: Yeah, they are. We got both both air next week. Oh wow! Parts one and two. Look, the at summit in plan ninety nine. So sick. That'd be cool. Exciting. Uh, overall, they've been really solid so far. Again, it's like I don't know. There's there's definitely some that are less less compelling than others. Retrieval. But I would say thus far, it's been I think overall probably more consistent than season one. Would you? I would you have to you? agree.
0: I found myself thinking you could cut half the episodes of season one. <laughs> truthfully. Yeah, there's one or two in this one that are less relevant.
1: But I think everything is either interesting enough in terms of like what they're doing, even if it is kind of a side adventure. Um. Or yeah, obviously, directly dealing with all the the clone stuff, which is really fascinating. So. Oh yeah. And that that mid season
0: two parter was great. Oh yeah, absolutely. I like that. Anamorphosis. A- anything from eleven on.
1: Yeah, the clone, the the or the uh, the crosshair rather perspective episodes have been
0: really good. So great stuff. Oh yeah, great stuff. Excited for that finale. Yeah, that'll be great. Hopefully, Gunji comes back. It'd be cool. Here's hoping. Uh,
1: do, I think we think, do we think the the people's theories from the end of season one are going to are going to hold true. We're going to see Grogu. <laughs> uh,
0: I hope not. No,
1: no, I wouldn't really gel with what we saw this week in the Mandalorian. No, I? not at all.
0: Because he's off somewhere with the other guy with former charger Jar Binks actor.
1: Correct. <laughs> It'd be very upsetting if after all that they got their hands on him again. Anyways.
0: Yeah, they just did they took him to their horrible torture mountain <laughs> and just tortured him with that with green goo. Ew. Ugh. All right. Maybe, maybe that's where they get the green goo. From him? No. The green
1: Goo's made from know. Yeah.
0: Damn. Alliteration. Can't beat that. <laughs> no, you can't. Uh, green. Uh, okay. So, was <laughs> oh, <is> it? <laughs> we to think we're all set here? Yeah, I think so. Perfect. Uh, so we'll wrap up right about here. As always, you can listen to wherever you find your podcasts. You can find us, if you want to contact us directly, on Twitter at Jazz at J-A-Z, at Jazz at gmail.com, or at The Akitech Podcast on Instagram. Our logo was done by Jeffrey Gonzalez, you can find him at Inkocean at JPG on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was done by Friend of the Show Celery Salt. You can find him on Spotify and SoundCloud by the same name. And as always you wrote it. We produced it. We built up the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night and Godspeed.